I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and I guess I just like six sex. And I'm Ovstadensky, and I chose Anchor to manage this podcast because it's easy to use and convenient. <laughs> and they didn't even pay me to say that. Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss season six, episode six, The Rat Dog, which originally aired on October 14th, 2007. Av, are you a fan of dogs in general? I don't think you are. Not a fan of the dog. No, not yeah. at all. I'm famously anti-dog. Yes. Um, I'm not like I'm not I'm not like, you know, rapidly anti-dog. I'm not against other people having dogs, but I really don't like when dogs in, like inter, uh, enter into my life. You're not going to stomp one to death, though, probably. No, that's a, <laughs> unlikely. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I tend not to get involved with yeah. animals. Um, I'm not like, again, like if there's a particularly cute dog, I might like go up to it and pet it a little bit. But I'm like, I'm not happy if there's like we're at like a backyard hangout and one person brings a dog. Like, that's not my jam. Mm. Oh, I love other people's dogs, um, you know, because I can play with it and, you know, and then, you know, leave at the end of the day and I have to clean up its poop. So other people's dogs is like grandkids versus kids. I love that. You come, you play with it, you leave. You got no responsibility. You have only the upside. Yeah. And the truth is, like, I really don't mind it as long as, like, they don't. I'm, like, not, like, nervous that it's going to, like, get into my space because, like, they make me jumpy. Mm. What but, um, yeah. have your kids ever brought up the, the, the dog situation yet? Yes. But, like, it gets immediately shot down by both me and my wife. So mm. it's, like, never even. My wife. Who are you? <laughs> what do you mean? You're anti saying my wife. I'm anti saying my wife when all of the people know who your wife is. You mean all the listeners? Yeah. So oh, so on a all... podcast, one should always say my wife then. Pretty much, yeah. I think this thing started because you mean, were mad at me. No, for not pretty much. It depends. No, no, no. Oh, no, it must have been no. a Jeff or Larry, probably. No, I, I think no. I think it's perfectly fine for somebody to refer to their wife by name on a podcast if that's like if they've become known and you've if they've become a lot. character on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily a character, but yeah. whatever. It's just, you know, they're referenced <laughs> frequently. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but I also think it's fine to not use their name. But like, you know, I think in a social setting where like you're hanging out with people, all of whom know your wife socially to then refer to her as my wife, mm. I think is weird. Mm. Whatever. Like, like if some people, when people do that to me, I'm like, you mean Jennifer? Like, yeah. I know her. Yeah. Um, what about uh, are you are you giving your kids like a, a secondary pet like a like a rat for example a rat dog or a fish or, or no, um, no pet at all? Yeah, my my wife has like offered a hamster. I think I'm not into that either. Like I just like I I just feel like it ends up like smelling. There's like I had a hamster for many years. He was good. Nachibol Jenkins. Yes, I remember hearing about your hamster. Yeah, he was an international traveler. Yeah, you like yeah you you were like moved around with him a lot. Yeah, he he moved with me from well, I move every year. He moved with me from let's see, from Israel to New York to Washington to Philadelphia, back to Washington, and then uh, back to Philadelphia. And that's and you where. started out with him like very randomly. I started out with him because somebody needed him to be watched for uh, Passover holiday because they were going on vacation and they said, can you watch him? And then uh -huh. when she, and then when she returned, she said, you know what? You can keep him. So, so this is like farful. Uh, well, not exactly, because I, she sort of said, like I said, like, oh, I'm having a grand, grand old time with him. And she said, well, do you want to keep him? And I said, yes. So it, was, it wasn't that she bailed and disappeared on me. <laughs> so it was a more equitable. Arrangement. Yes, it was. Um, um, yeah. And he's, like he's, he's deceased, I believe. Right. 
I mean, I don't think hamsters. <laughs> they don't live that long. So look, this hamster though, he was paid forward. I had him from 2001 until 2004, and then I gave him to somebody else. So he could. So they have life. like a, they have a farm upstate for hamsters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would assume at some point he passed on, but uh, I, I, he was in good health when I got him and when I handed him off. So All right. I was able Fair to keep enough. a hamster alive for three years. As far as your concerns, he's just yes. Fine. Yeah, he he was very easy to care about because uh, when I stopped owning him, I immediately stopped caring about him. So, yeah, which is more than like uh, like a dog. I think a dog might be tougher. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, speaking of our listeners, um, I had wanted to play a game that I thought sounded fun that you weren't that into. So I want I want uh, listeners to tell us if they think this is a fun game. I wasn't not uh, into it. I just didn't I didn't really follow it. So you uh, have you have the data. Yeah, I have the data on like what our listener base is demographically. Where demographically, they live. by location, by gender, by now, age. How does Anchor know this information? I have no people? idea. I have no idea. So I What's have no the idea. accuracy here? I have no clue. I, that to me, that's part of what's interesting to like to see if we look at. I mean, it. you can get the 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 location. That part I understand, right? Geotagging yeah. and all that. Every other aspect, I don't. Under, and then I guess you could also know like similar, like the people who listen to this also listen to. Yeah, sure so that kind of information. It, it could be that the you know gender and age they're building a profile of you mm-hmm. based on what you're I was, doing. I was recently asked for with the, a high degree. Yeah, maybe I was asked for demographics of my other podcast. And I gave an estimate of gender. I think I said I estimated 80% male or something like that. Yeah, but I guess when you like factor that they, they know exactly who you are probably. And if like on any other app you've ever clicked what your gender is, like they probably now have that. Yeah, everybody knows everything about everyone. Yeah, just yeah. It. And you know your yeah. age. Like you like you filled out your age and your gender and all these things on yeah. certain apps that now it's probably just available. Now, do that. you know who is the parent company of Anchor? Spotify. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you knew that. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Oh, you know, because we're an exclusive Spotify podcast. They paid us yeah. $30 million. Well, well we're, we're basically partners with Bill Simmons at this point. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what I have to think is that, like, their their data must be somewhat reliable because presumably they're, like, making millions of dollar purchases on the basis of this data, right? Like, otherwise, like, why have it? Well, certain aspects of the data might be more reliable than others. Right. right. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, there's a margin of error built in. That, like, yeah. obviously, you know, if it says you have 800,000 listeners, you don't really have 75. Like, yeah, like they know within a certain range. OK, sure. here, we know what we're getting here. All right. Well, we can play this game. Are we playing it now? The top, the bottom, the middle? What, what point of the episode do we plug it? Whatever you want. I, I, well, you, you brought wanna, it up now, so we can. Well, we could all if you're if you're not into it we or you're, you're, you're iffy on it, we can wait to for you know, maybe in the sh- well, maybe in the show notes. We'll note what time we actually start talking about this episode. Although I don't know if people want us to talk about the episode or not. We'll talk about the episode. Yeah, it sounds like sometimes people like it when we don't talk about the episode yeah. especially when it's not always the best episode all right we'll start uh, this game and then uh, and then right. if, we'll, if we'll see how it goes yeah. we'll see yeah okay. okay so um let's go first by location because i think that like is more like so, so like what's the question here so okay so we can say um what are our top uh eight countries we got eight countries guess. okay let's say we have uh actually let's say we have seven countries that have at least one percent of our fan base at least one percent okay so i'm going to guess based on just where i know people for a fact so okay, okay. six oh. countries six oh, sorry countries. the united states united states is that uh, is 61 percent. yeah oh it's only 61 okay canada canada is fourth it's uh eight percent oh okay israel israel is one percent that's fifth okay um all right that's give me probably wraps <laughs> give me some ireland um, Ireland is behind Israel, number six. That's okay. the that's the lowest one. That's one percent. That's obviously Olin. So I, hold on. So I got one, four, five, and six. So I'm missing two and three. Is that correct? You're missing two and three. Yeah. Okay. Australia. Australia is number three. Okay. So I'm missing number two. What percentage are we talking here? Twelve percent. Really? So one out of every eight listeners is in some country that I haven't mentioned. Yeah. 
I haven't got any strikes yet, so that's pretty good. I assume I get three strikes. I don't know how this game works. Sure, why not? Uh, um, I'm on a winning streak of uh, podcast uh, trivia games this week, so um, yeah, I don't even know where to begin guessing. 12%. I, I feel like it's going to be something that clearly is indicative of the fact this is not accurate information. It's going to be like some island where there's a bunch of servers or something like that. No, no. It's not okay. All right, England? It's, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, like no, it's a, it's a perfectly reasonable next country. Yeah, okay. I've never heard from an English uh, yeah, listener. It think. works. Well, we have uh, William Blake. I th- oh no, is he Scottish? United Kingdom. It says I think he's in the United. Oh, States. so he's included then. Yeah, just Olin is yeah. uh, in the the southern yeah, part of Ireland, also known Correct. as Ireland. But I think yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. Oh, so um, six for six. Nice start. Yeah, and like, and it gets it gets like very granular. Like it goes by state, and then within state, you could even go by like by city. All right, so are we doing the top states now? Is that the next question? <laughs> I mean, that could be. I don't know if this is fun. No. Uh, I mean, I feel good because I got six out of six. So, All right, so let's go. Let's see. How I, can't really, I can't really ask you because you... Uh, you yeah, you have, I have it in front of me. This man reads really from work. the cards. All yeah. Right, um, so top six states, you want me to say? Well, I don't know. We could do five. There's all right, no I'll say only. New York. New York is number two. California? Number one, yeah. Okay. Um, Florida? Uh, Florida is not uh no not uh, one thing. Mm. probably our our politics are turning off those uh, okay New Jersey yeah New Jersey's number three okay I got the top three Illinois um that's like number eight down there or so okay so Florida's I got one, pretty two. far down Florida's like number twelve yeah okay, lower so. lower than I would have guessed so I got one two and three and then um hmm. I mean I guess just by population Texas. Uh, nope, nope. Texas is uh, down in the teens. So I really got to think of the demographics of the show. Massachusetts? Uh, Massachusetts is like number seven, yeah. Okay, Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania is number four. Okay, so I got one through four, but I think I struck out already, didn't I? Yeah, whatever, it's fine. Right. Um, yeah, and the next is Ohio. Ohio Ohio's fifth? Interesting. Michigan, and, and Michigan is up there. Uh, where does Minnesota uh, come in? Minnesota is no probably around, thir- around 32%. Oh, 30. Oh, so that's even below. Uh, all right. So Minnesota's not respecting the podcast. They don't respect what? All, all right. right. You want, do you want to do New York or New Jersey breakdown? Wait, I'm guessing cities now? Yeah, it's crazy, right? It goes really deep. Uh, I think cities is a little boring. Okay, fine. Yeah. You don't want to know how many people in Bergenfield listen? Bergenfield <laughs> is the number one city in New Jersey. Bergenfield is? Yeah. How many people? It's 11% of, of... of New Jersey. No, I think it's probably 11% overall. Ele- wait, so... 11 so of all our listeners one out of nine are in bergenfield no that doesn't make sense does it i don't know maybe we have very few listeners <laughs> they don't have that few yeah i mean we also don't have that many yeah but it would have to be multiple people in bergenfield i mean like more than people that we can just name off the top of our head so all right yeah. what's the next category all right do you want to guess gender all right i will say i will go with a, a clean 84 percent male that is exactly right. <laughs> no way. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, this man reads for the cards. I'm not cheating. I promise. <laughs> That's good. That's very good. I'm proud of myself. It's uh, 84% male, 14% female, 1% oh. non-binary, and 1% not specified. Hmm. So, yeah. So, they're very, they're very confident about their information. They think they know with 99% accuracy. Who's uh, All right. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I guessed it directly, so I'm not going to criticize their methods at this point. Yeah. Um, all right. You want to guess age? We have age brackets. So we have um, there's a one, two, sorry, 
there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different age ranges. Wait, so I, have to, I have to guess what the range. Oh, you're telling me the ranges. No, okay. just I'll tell you. No, I'll tell you the ranges, and you'll tell okay. me. No, I'm not going to ask you to guess what the ranges are. <laughs> yeah. tell me, eighteen to thirty-nine. Oh, so, Wrong, you idiot! It's eighteen to forty. <laughs> yeah, what, what, are you, what are we insane? I, I, I don't know. I mean, that would be a ridiculous uh, exercise. Yeah, as opposed. To, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to tell you the ranges, and then you tell me which one you sure. think is the okay. highest. All right. Okay, so we have 0 to 17, 18 mm-hmm. to 22, 21 to 27, 28 18 to 24. 18 to 22, a very small range. Yeah, okay. uh, 35 to 44, 45. Wait, hold on, hold on. 23 to 27, what was the next one? 28 to 34. Okay. 35 to 44. Okay. 45 to 59. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 60 plus. 60 plus, okay. All right, I will say that our number one range is 28 to 34. Um. No, that is either third or fourth. Oh, wow. Okay, so 35 to 44. It's tied for, it's tied for third. 35 to 44 uh, yeah, is number 35 one? 35 to 44 is number one. It's That's uh, 28%. Yeah. Okay, so 23 to 27 next? No, it's actually... Oh, Curve is an older show. Fine, 45 to 59. Yeah, it's 45 to 59 is the second highest at 26%. Okay. And then uh, 23 to 27 and 28 to 34 are the next two. Mm. And then, so, the, uh, see, I, so the ranges are probably preset for like podcast listeners in general. Correct. Yeah. I assume okay. that's not customized to our podcast. Well, okay. Cause yeah, well, I sort of thought it was, and I was like, you know, if they're giving uh, okay. a, a four year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. How many uh, zero to 17s I, I, we got? What percentage are zero to 17? Zero to 17 to 0%. Okay, good. Cause uh, I mean, we don't yeah. put an explicit warning on this. We do put an explicit warning. Actually, oh, we do. So, oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. Good. So that's why. Yeah. No, it's an explicit show. The kids are clamoring to watch. Well, I mean, Curb is quite explicit, so I would hope we'd be explicit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Uh, get up on in that ass. Yeah. yeah, but eighteen to twenty-two, we have five percent, and then we have a two percent on the over sixty. So we oh. have uh, we have a couple senior citizens, and yeah. uh, nice to have them. Yes, it is um, topsy turvy that motherfucker. Do you want to guess what um what listening platforms or devices people listen nah, to? Nah, I, I don't care about that at all. Yeah, that's a very stupid thing. Um, okay, one um. Let's do one uh, more thing. I think. Let's see. I think. Let's say. I want to see if you can guess what like our top episodes are. But I want to find the right page where it has that. <sighs> no, that's not it. So I guess in theory, if if I'm on Anchor now, I could have this data for uh, my podcast for 32 fans. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure they have lots of data. You can you can see a lot. You see like a lot of interesting stuff in here. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so, okay, so it's actually not that interesting what our top episodes are. Um, it's kind of intuitive, but it's like, it's stupid. So our top episode ever is, uh, let's see if you could guess, just like. The most recent one? No. Oh. It's the opposite. It's our first episode. Oh, okay. Um, oh, so, so people first, listen, and they're like, this is terrible, and they quit. Well, you know, some, there's some amount of attrition, sure. basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so the I mean, most all popular- podcasts take time to get moving. Right. And that and this, this is the type of show that by its nature, some people will start it and watch it and some people drop off and, you know, yeah. you kind of like lose people. So it's like our most popular is Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Second uh, most popular is The Pants Stunt. Oh, and Mary, so we're, we're on Porter the we're, we're getting worse and worse. <laughs> well, you know, it is, you know, hmm. I, no, again, I think most sorry, podcasts but, are the opposite, but I guess a podcast that is going no, to some episode thinking, of a show. You're yeah. thinking you're thinking about it wrong. People are, are going to catch up. You're saying people we have are, a correct. We have a positive trajectory. Okay, I see. Of, but, of we're increasing our listener base, mm. but our, our most out popular episodes are, okay. are the earlier ones because even someone who joins now, they may s- join by starting from the beginning, 
and therefore catching up. And some number of those people will not continue. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess because, yeah, this is not a podcast that is necessarily time sensitive. You can, in theory, if you're a Curb fan, you can listen to it at any time. So. It's not sensitive to anything. You yes. know, we can look, <laughs> it, it can be listened except, to. Except wood. It cannot be listened to. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. All right. So I'm on my page. Well, you can tell me later. I don't need to bother people with this information. All right, so are we ready to start talking? Uh, about right, this? We're going to start doing the 32 fans data. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I want to see it. All right, let's go to Rat Dog. Yeah, let's do Rat Dog. So we are at home with Larry and the Blacks, and Larry is making some toast in the toaster, and the kids are getting getting ready for school. Leon's getting ready for his job interview, and Larry's like, hey, Leon, I have some really good advice for you yeah. for how for you, for you to dominate this interview. Yeah. Um, what you do is you, you switch around the power dynamic of the interviewer by you start asking him questions, and now he's trying to impress you. Yeah, topsy turvy that motherfucker. Yes. Now, now let, let me switch. This is like I like this, but like it's this doesn't make this is a thing that would be coming from Leon. This is a Leon idea, not a Larry idea. Well, I mean, this is actually like exactly correct advice most of the time. It's like the goal of a, of an interview, right, is to convince the interviewee that they want you, right? Yeah. And they have to start selling you on the job because they actually like, oh, this is the guy that we want for the job. Mm-hmm. So like, we need to like, we want him. We have to make him interested in the job. Like that's the goal of an interview. Yeah. So like. But it's well, like similar, the similar advice that I've always been told is basically just you want the interviewer to talk as much as possible. Correct. Because, because people are egocentrical by nature. Yes. And as the person thinks back on the interview, they think back of the one where they did all the talking and they think pleasantly about it as opposed to the one where they were listening to some other person talk. Yes. And so. people also really like when you ask them questions about themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so just by like asking questions like, oh, well, what is the firm's policy on this? Like, and how does the firm handle that? Like, so A, like it just like makes you seem like like you were like came prepared and you're asking smart questions. But also it's like it's basically just then gives them an opportunity to talk, which is all they really want to do. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's that's exactly. This is like one-on-one advice. If you ever go on like one of those Dale Carnegie things, yeah. Except uh, uh, did Dale Carnegie say topsy turvy that motherfucker? Was that his? Exact <laughs> yeah. So he okay. has like a it little was. bit of a of a softer approach. Oh, I see. Okay. To All it. Right. Um, yeah. So this is not necessarily the best advice to arm Leon with. Yeah. Uh, because Start like asking him if he's ever signed up other people for Random House, yeah, which is very Leon, dated reference in 2007. Yeah, Leon's gonna accidentally uh, incriminate himself. Yes. Um, yeah. I I didn't really follow the full. Uh, you know. Uh, impetus of what what he was getting at here i mean i remember i remember on like a sunday morning i would study that back page full page ad for like those you know random houses or whatever those cd things you know 12 cds for one dollar yeah i would study it and say like which 12 would i get and i would spend like so much time thinking about this but uh yeah yeah. i never but you ever order it or no No, of course not it's like a scam for sure yeah, I never did. I, I think I once almost did. And like my parents were like, what are you doing? Like, no, you don't sign up for these clubs. Yeah, you just, well, but it I seems mean, like in a theory, really good deal. Yeah, you cancel, you get to keep them all, don't you, for like a dollar? Yeah. I'm sure their business model, the, um, if they were advertising in the Sunday edition of the New York Times, I'm sure their business model was working. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, remember the uh, the publisher's clearinghouse thing? What, those big checks that they show up at people's doors with? Well, like you would get like these things in the mail would be like, you've already won a million dollars. Yeah. And it's like that first time you get it where you're like, oh, my God. I won. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like the first time it comes in the mail, and like you open it, and you're yeah. like, holy crap, like I can't believe we won. And, like you start filling it out, and like you're choosing, oh, should, what color car should I get? <laughs> well, like the <laughs> like, first you know, person to get a Nigerian Prince email, yeah, you know, before it became a thing, it's like, oh, wow, what, what, what good fortune I have. I yeah. just finished reading Anna, uh, what's her name? Um, Karadina? No, not Kornikova, but um, similar to that, which is why I always mix it up. She um, a tennis player? No, she used to come on the gist all the time. Oh, the the one who does the is that bullshit? Yeah, yeah, and a court. Yeah, it's like Kornikova. Yes, I, I, yeah. So I I just finished like a week or two ago. She wrote a book all about, um, like fraud, and um, oh my god, what the hell's the word? People who uh built others out of money in significant amounts. Grifters, uh, fee- yeah, Ponzi yeah, but the, or whatever. yeah, but there's a specific term which uh, I'm blanking on, which is embarrassing. Anyway, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, we get the concept. In theory, I should edit this out, but I shall not. Okay. Mm. All right, so topsy turvy. Yeah, topsy turvy, that motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got no credit cards. Why are you taking credit cards with magazines? I, yeah, I didn't really. Find, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. That sounds very shady. Mm. Um, it's so, Maria Konnikova, by the way. Maria Konnikova. Yeah, I always thought that is that bullshit should just be its own podcast because I thought it's just like a really great segment. Yeah. Well, she does a lot of uh, good segments. She's like shows up on a lot yeah. of podcasts. If that was like a if that was like its own just like weekly or biweekly thing of just like picking a couple topics a week. I think yeah. it would be great. It's called the confidence game, by the way. Con men is the term I was thinking. Confidence about. game. Yes, 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 yes. She talks about that. Yeah. 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 She's really good. She's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Larry's like, yeah, maybe this is not the best idea for Leon to try. Um, but, you know, before he can really rectify this situation, he gets a phone call and it's a telemarketer who just like won't let him off the phone. And Larry keeps saying, no, no, I'm not interested. But, you know, we've all been there. They, you know, these guys. Yeah, but, but here's an issue. Like telemarketers on cell phones. That was a much later development. Like, it took them a while to get to cell phones. They were on landlines for a long, long time. Like, now, obviously, they're only on cell phones. But think about yeah. it. Like, I have, you weren't getting telemarketers calling your cell phone in 2007. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, yeah. I mean, like, you, it makes sense that there was. I mean, he didn't just, I probably didn't just, like, make it up. Um, maybe. Um, yeah, I have a good fortune, uh, and you probably have this as well, that I assume you do, that your phone number is a different um, zip code from where you currently live. Yeah, but so many people have that. What, what's the good fortune about that? You mean the good fortune is that when you get the like the tel- many many of the telemarketer calls that I get are from my yeah, it's like your number. It's like the f- same first six Correct. digits of your number. Yeah, so I know those are fake because like nobody would be calling me from New Jersey who's real. Oh, <laughs> your family, your friends. No, I have their number. Yeah, okay. But meaning, uh, like, if I get a five one six Long Island number, uh, then I'll pick it up because, like, that'll probably be like the pharmacy uh, or uh, my kids. I, I, I or never something. answer the phone if I don't recognize the number because oh, okay, but who's calling me? And yeah, it's it's rarely. I mean, it's 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 you. It'll be someone from work. Like it'll you know it'll be someone who's actually calling me as opposed to yeah, but number. I know it's fake. Yeah, um, yeah. My phone is actually very good at um, you know not going to do progress me, but my phone is very good at at identifying the people. So I I don't even get I just get a notification after they call like you had a spam call from so and so they just give me like an FYI yeah my favorites are the ones where it's like you know, I don't even pick them up usually but they leave voicemails and like the the message starts like in halfway the between of the yeah because they started talking as soon as the phone was answered before the voicemail it's yeah like come on you guys aren't even trying I, I got one of those on tonight here? actually so this one was not blocked for some reason it went uh, can I read you the tra- I didn't listen to the voicemail but can I read you the transcript of the voicemail that I got yeah the transcripts are always funny yeah it, they... it's, well this one's very threatening um so again it's it's halfway through. Do you need to leave your work aside so that we can discuss about your case and take necessary action on this matter in order to connect federal agent press one and you will be connected to the concerned department? If we don't hear from you, we will be forced to take legal action against you. Press one and you'll be connected to the concerned department. 
So that sounds like yeah. an important message that I should definitely return. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've action. read that. I've read, or like maybe I heard on a podcast that it's like they they make these like deliberate deliberately absurd in order to like weed yeah. out anyone with half a brain. In the confidence game, she talks about that. Like, yeah, yeah th- there's like misspellings on purpose on these because yeah. they only want the people to click who they know that they're going to easily take advantage. Yeah, of. like someone who's like somewhat with it will like after yeah. the by, like you don't want to invest time in someone who like on the fourth step of the con is going to be yeah. like, wait, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, so much like, like, you know, uh, 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 somebody who people love when we discuss on the podcast, Donald Trump, he would like intentionally misspell words in his podcast. Yeah, Personally, he's also, appealing yeah. to people who, uh, yeah, who some people claim that. Yeah, I yeah. don't know who the hell knows with that guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I remember I was like looking for an apartment and and um. I would like there would be like apartments on Craigslist. You would like email the like the contact to be like, oh, I'm interested in the apartment, and they would be right back like, oh, I'm out of town, but I spoke to my wife, and the apartment is yours. Like I'm like, what? What? No, like that's not how getting an yeah. apartment works. Like, what are you talking did, did about? You this ever post a scam. Things, did you ever post things for sale on Craigslist? Yeah, occasionally. So I mean, I mean, I assume you would never do that now, but right? Now yeah, like, right. Yeah. You, I, I once fell for like a one of those scams with like it's, uh, it's not like you know, like so we are done with our baby making, hopefully, um, and so like with every step of the baby making, like like every baby product, it's like you, oh, our you, baby's you, outgrown this. Try to get rid of it. So that and, way and now and now, now like I say to I say to my wife, I'm like get, like send this to your like baby mama like, group chats, get rid of it, and like the idea of trying to sell it on Craigslist to like meet some stranger for the possible advantage of like making eight dollars is important to me. Like I don't want to meet these strangers. I don't want. To, I mean, also in COVID times, obviously. Yeah. Well, it depends. You know, eight dollars. Um, no, if it was eight hundred dollars, yes. Sure. Yeah. So we do have one thing. Yes. No. But but then but then you post on our Facebook. No, and I do buy and sell things occasionally on Facebook Marketplace. But that's very different because you see a real name and you can see you know like yeah, it's theory, very different yeah, from Craigslist. It's, it's, it's more right. It's more right. It's yeah. more you you see you they have mutual friends. They're not yeah. Crazy. We we well, yeah. when we finished our construction project, we had a bunch of leftover construction materials in our house that our contractors left here. So I sold that stuff. But yeah, I sold that through like it's. It's different than, you know, like completely anonymous Craigslist. Um, But the weirdest thing, but back in the day when I'd sell something on Craigslist all the time, you know, like 10 years ago, I guess, before all these apps existed, would be the scam of the person who emails you and says, I'm unavailable. Like, let's say I'm selling it for $100. Let's just say I'm unavailable right now, but I definitely want to buy it. And because I'm like delayed, I'm going to send you $200 um, and I'm going to wire you the money ahead of time. So, you know, I'm 100% honest. And I knew it was a scam. So I never responded. But I never said, how does that scam work? This is a person who's saying, I'm going to pay you money. And I'm not asking for anything in return. Like, I, again, I know it's a scam. Nobody out of the blue offers yes, more money. Than you. Yeah. But I, I don't I, understand how the scam works. And I, I and read I, yeah. about it once. Okay. I, it, it has something to do with just like the way like the clearing houses for money work, where like there's ways where to get money to appear like it's in your account, even though it's not really there. Oh, okay. And then it requires you to then do something. Like the okay. old version of this scam is that like they say like, oh, I sent you too much money, like Western Union me, like – um, you know, the difference back, the extra, you know, I was supposed to send you 400. I sent you 600 by accident. Um, can you, you know, Western Union me 200 back and actually for your trouble, make it 150. And then you go to cash the check and the check is no good. Um, and like, there's similar things now, this is like a more modern version where like, I think you could do it with like, it'll, it'll look like it's in your PayPal pal account or your Venmo account, even though it's not really there yet. And then it'll end up, you know, it'll disappear and you'll be cut out on the, on the other end. But uh, yeah, I don't know exactly how it works. Mm. But yeah, obviously right. This this person is just like not just like sending you money. Yeah, I'm 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 reading through because I do remember once I responded to one of these people and I said, just out of curiosity, I know that you're a scam, so I'm not going to engage in your scam. But I'm curious if you'll let me know how your scam works. And I got no response. Yeah. So I just typed into my Gmail uh, archive um, emails from me with the words Craigslist and scam and works, 
but I didn't realize that every Craigslist email has an, has a Craigslist advisory avoid scams by blah. so I just got like eight billion emails from 2007 and 2008 2009 so yeah. yeah did I did I talk about how I every yet on this podcast about how I got banned from Venmo yes yes I did yeah yeah I, I, I don't know if it's on this podcast or you told me offline, but yeah, well, whatever. I'm banned yeah. from Venmo. I don't know why yeah. I, I inquired. It's a, it's an Orwellian process to say the least. It's like being blocked on Twitter by Bill Barnwell, except that, the, that, that, yeah, that's except then somebody undoable. got me unblocked. Yeah. yeah. So I think oh, you, you were blocked you also. Asked. Oh, I, was I also got blocked by him. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I actually wrote something, uh, you know, sharp at him. Yeah. But like not even really. Whereas I, I was wrote... kissing his ass. So I think he, right, yeah. he was just a, he was just a mass blocker. And so I think I was just yeah. a peripheral. Right. Uh, I, I tweeted once, wrote like another great episode of the Grantland Bears Giants podcast. But you're like, I, yeah, because it's like they would be having an hour podcast and they'd spend 20 oh. minutes on the Giants, 20 minutes on the oh. Bears and then 20 minutes on the rest oh. of the league. Oh, OK. Oh, because, yeah, there was Giants and Bears. And the Giants and Bears like weren't yes. even good at that, that time. Yeah. So it was just like annoying. I remember so, mine was. I'm curious, has anyone ever done research if, def- if if head coaches with a defensive background tend to be more conservative right. than coaches with an offensive background? <laughs> blocked. Yeah. blocked. I was like, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I, I, you know, I thought it was a good question. But anyway. Yeah, I think I got someone to write for me like, hey, Bill Bardwell, like, I yeah. really like your work and I'm very upset that I can't, like, follow you on Twitter. Can you please yeah, I did something like that also. He didn't respond to it. He just unblocked me. So he yeah, saw I it, obviously. Unblocked. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I am blocked by Scott Adams, though. Well, that's probably for the good. Yeah, the, the people the people who don't think Scott Adams is an idiot are themselves idiots. So yeah, the, the people that I know that I am blocked by are there's three people: Scott Adams, uh, Ben Dominich from uh, the Federalist, who's married to Megan McCain, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, Russell Hans. Okay, <laughs> that's the third. <laughs> uh, is there anyone else on earth blocked by those three people? Probably. I bet they all have lots of blocks. Yeah, there's, probably. There's nobody who blocks like one person. If you're a blocker, you're blocking. That should be a thing. There should be a social media site where you write who is like who you're blocked by and like you find common ground with people based yeah. on like common enemies. Yeah, but that's not a searchable thing, I guess. Now, of course, the power move in Twitter is not to block. It's to mute. Because the mutee doesn't know that they're muted, whereas the blocky knows they're blocked. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. And so you mute someone. They're just forever, you know, tweeting. Yeah, I mean, I'm right. Unless like the person is like actually like harassing you? you or dangerous or anyway. Yeah. Yeah. There's really no from your perspective. There's no need to block them. You could just if you could just mute them. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go back to uh, Rat Dog. <laughs> all right. Um, Jared's gonna love this one. Yeah. Uh, we have a we have a new weekly listener. Very mm. exciting news. Mm. Um. So yeah, he's, he's boosting those early episode numbers. Yeah, that's probably exactly what's going on. It's yeah. gonna those are gonna slow down. Now you see they're gonna catch up. Mm. Uh, there's maybe just like a, there's a lag. It's like uh, it's like an election night. There's still some. There's still a lot of yeah. listeners coming in on those yeah, uh, season four episodes. Yeah, yeah. Cobb County. There's still a yeah. lot of listeners to come. Mm. Um, so yeah. So Larry hangs up the phone, and Leon's like, "Hey, we have the same uh, Chekhov cell phone." Mm. Yes. And uh, uh, <laughs> I thought Larry so, had the same phone as Richard. Now he's got the same phone as uh, Leon. Yeah, everyone has the same phone. Well, now it's yeah, a setup. I mean, it's, it's a setup. They're all the same cell phone. I mean, t- 2007 is already iPhone time. Yeah, everybody has the same phone. I didn't. I didn't have an iPhone in 2007, but there were iPhones, right? Um, that sounds right. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I didn't probably have one until like 2010. I got a BlackBerry in 2010. That was my first smartphone of any type. Yeah, I got a BlackBerry so. like when I started working in 2008. So yeah, so yeah. I was like a couple years ahead of you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, BlackBerry sucked. Like, I mean, it was like really good at the time, but like compared to now, the BlackBerry was so shitty. Yeah, but I remember I, I chose the BlackBerry in 2010. Like there were other phones available because I wanted the tactile buttons. 
yeah, didn't like I, the I, I didn't like the touch screen, but you know, obviously, I yeah, I, history I, was not I, on I, my side on that one. <laughs> no, um, and yeah, like the like the internet on BlackBerry was like unusable. Like it was very good for like email. So yeah, so Cheryl uh, calls out to Larry. He's up in bed, and she really doesn't feel well. And like, can you please give me some attention uh, instead of entertaining all these folks in our house? Yeah. And Do we have to remind he, Cheryl how she acted when her husband was on? By the way, his deathbed, not just literally his, uh, literally his deathbed. Yeah, he had actually just like a, a cold bed. Yeah, she's he was actually deceased. If we're going to be perfectly, yeah. So honest. it was literally his deathbed. Yes. Yeah. So she was uh, very blasé about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's like, yeah, so I'm definitely not going to Keisha's school production of Greece. Yeah. And can you please just find someone to take my ticket and go instead of me? Yeah. But I do like that. She says she can't go out there with other people and sit in a crowd when she doesn't feel well. You know, this is the responsible way to act, whether in 2021 or 2007. Yeah. Have you ever uh, have you ever been to a production of Greece? No, but uh, <laughs> it's apparently quite, quite entertaining. Yeah, I've seen it. I went when I, I went when I was a kid. We finally went to see it. Um, it's good. I uh, I saw the movie. I know Grease Two is like. Is it good enough bad. that you would go to a middle school production of it where you knew nobody? No. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll get it. We'll get well, into the event. Yeah. Event, yeah. Well, we, we have time to get into the eventual pairing of why these yeah. two people are at are at a play together. <laughs> yeah, I got questions. Uh, but yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there in due time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's uh, set your clocks for uh, fifty-two yeah. minutes. All right. <laughs> All right. So we're we're back in bed with Larry and Cheryl. Her sick. Yeah. Bed. Yeah, and uh, she really her, her mildly uh, cold bed, whatever it is. Get me some water, get me some juice. And Larry's like, I got some water and juice for you, basically. Yeah. And like tries to uh, make a move. And she's like, no, that's, you know, that's not the type of attention I meant, Larry. Yeah. Um, yeah but not, like, Larry, that, by this point in your life at this age, you should know, because, you know, we've all tried that multiple times. Like women, when they're uh, not healthy or not in the mood. Um, but then yeah, he, but- he feels Cheryl's bathrobe, which is like the George move with the bra store. Right. He feels the fabric. Yeah. 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 With, with no reference to Seinfeld, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, Let me ask you a question. Ever- In the world of Curb, how, how many of the 180 episodes of Seinfeld has Cheryl David seen? In the world of Curb, how many? Um, now, there was a, would... there's been a few episodes of Curb where they're literally watching like reruns yeah. just, you know, at night on syndication. I would say a, a lot. Oh, I would say the vast majority, but not all 180. Probably not. She probably missed some along the Let way. Let me put it this way. If if you or I or any one of our many like mutual friends was in a context where one person felt another person's fabric, we would immediately say, who are you, yes. George? Correct. No, but she Cheryl saw it once. Thi- Cheryl doesn't think to say that here. No, she saw it once six yeah. years ago. Not even, It's more than that. It's like 10 years ago at this point. And it was like one time. Yeah. And there's been a million episodes since then. Mm. Yeah, maybe she remembers the soup Nazi. By the way, I would argue that probably Larry David himself wouldn't even think of that the way that we yeah. are. <laughs> Cheryl and Larry David are very casual Seinfeld fans. Yeah, yes, for sure. Yeah. And honestly, there were probably some episodes that they didn't watch because of like some stupid Larry reason where it's like. He oh, didn't once like he left the, the show or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Even when he was on the show, like oh. he didn't like the staff assistant on that show. So he doesn't want, like, I don't want, I don't like that show. I mean, we're not watching that show. We're not watching this week. I didn't, yeah. like, I didn't like how it came out because, you know, Jerry wanted to include that joke that I didn't like. Yeah. Well, I was listening to. Um, do you listen to Office Girls? Um, I did for like the first few episodes and oh. I ended up not. So I don't, but I do listen to Coda Needs a Friend and he had the Office Girls on Coda Needs a Friend. Okay. And they were talking about how like a lot they haven't seen some of the episodes since the time that they per- like perform the episodes. And then that, and it's, it's very weird to me, like like people like who claim like they've never watched their own movies and stuff like that. I don't believe that. Like if you put yeah, in well- the effort to produce something. 
you know, like when I would write a paper in college, I would like then like not just like like an essay or like a test, but like a published paper with research and footnotes. Like I'm going to spend the time to read it after I'm done because I feel like the sense of accomplishment, like I completed this this work. Yeah, well, not everyone likes to get high on their own supply, Chester. But it's not about getting high. It's like, like I'm kidding. I'm, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely on your side. I like, I like, I like remember, consuming my own work. Yes. Yeah, like no, but there's people like who like bake a well, yeah, like, like Adam Driver is a recent like insane example. Yeah, that, like well, he, I mean, like, no, he, uh, he runs out of a podcast studio if he hears. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but I, he I'm right. He obviously has some issue yeah. with it. Whatever you know. I'm not there is I, to be fair. Like I hate hearing my own voice on recorded devices because it's right. you know it's never what you think you know in your head Correct. it always sounds differently. Yeah. So so that's a little bit different, I guess. But um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. So Larry, did you? Yeah. Did you ever see uh, Phantom Thread? Yes. So this is kind of like a you know, similar idea that like so there's like this uh, sensual element of like caring for somebody that it's like like they're very she, vulnerable. Yeah. And, but and, but like, that's her. But that but that's a little bit different because that's her manipulating him. Right. Oh, no. It's him manipulating. Her. Wait, I forget now. Who's manipulating him in that movie? There. I mean, it's they're, it's they're manipulating con- each other. We learn. Well, spoilers for Phantom Thread, obviously. <laughs> we, yeah, no, we actually should either cut this out or put a warning because that's like that's not nice. Um, yeah, they, yeah, I would say they're arguably they're manipulating each other. Uh, can they, we go back to the stats? Uh, what's the demographics of our listeners? How many have have seen Phantom Thread? Yeah, and, and how many of those who haven't seen Phantom Thread are still intending on seeing it at some point in the future? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's that's the type of information I want. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a yeah, that's what like podcast? that's what like Netflix Netflix does that. Should we do a should we do a Phantom Thread podcast? Okay, I mean, I mean, I love. I would do a Daniel Day Lewis podcast with all his movies. I just watched My Left Foot today for the first time. Oh, um, yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, I, because good, of a Daniel Day Lewis completist, I watch it, but it's not a rewatch. You see it? Yeah, once it's definitely it. it's definitely not a rewatch. Um, but I'm I, sure you know all the stories about it, like the production of it. Yes, I knew I knew that all that stuff going in. That stuff is crazy, and he is uh, you know obviously is incredible in it, and it's like you obviously see what's coming with him. Yeah. Um, he like part so of for listeners that don't know he because he stayed in the wheelchair for the entire time, he broke multiple ribs from being hunched over for so long. He would never come out, so he would insist on like techs on set would have to like lift him in the wheelchair over like cords on the ground and stuff. I mean, it sounds romantic, but it's also in practice when you're dealing with on a daily basis. Probably a tremendous pain in the ass. Yeah, I'm sure it's crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, there's all there's all these like insane stories of like the lengths he would go to stay in character on yeah. on the set of that movie, and he does like he does it for all of them. But it's like it's one thing like when you stay in in character as like Daniel Plainview all the time, so it's like you're kind of an asshole and you talk in yeah. that voice. It's another thing to like <laughs> like act like actively choose to live like a cripple for yeah. weeks, months. I don't know how long the hell. He does I think, I think uh, disabled is the preferred nomenclature. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, in the, in the movie they call him a cripple. I, I guess. Yeah. yeah well, I, the I movie apologize. takes place in like the yeah, 1970s you're right, you're right. Ireland. You're right. You're right. I apologize. I shouldn't have said that. It's okay. Um, you're canceled already. Yeah. It's, yeah. For other things, I'm canceled. I'm canceled all directions. I don't even yeah. know where, where where I am anymore. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, the um on on like IMDb it calls it like a drama slash comedy. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> and like I go <laughs> and I'm like, what? This, this is not <laughs> at all. <laughs> I mean, it's a funny joke to call it a comedy. I laughed very hard just now. It's on Wikipedia. My Left Foot, the story of Christy Bound, also known as simply as My Left Foot, is a 1989 biographical comedy-drama film directed by Jim Sheridan, adapted for, you know, for the memoir. Okay. Uh, uh, Lewis. Can I ask you to check the genre on, on IMDb for Schindler's List, please? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, from, from a certain perspective. <laughs> Um, I, I, it had, I mean, that there's a very funny um, Louis C.K. bit where he quotes the goodbye Jews section of Schindler's yeah. List. So, <laughs> goodbye, so that, yeah. So, that, so that is certain, that's a part of Schindler's List that I have yes. certainly laughed at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> casting call for goodbye Jews. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, but yeah, so like the, ir- the irony is that 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 little girl probably grew up to be a big Louis C.K. fan with where he, he is in twenty twenty one. Yeah, could be. Um, so I like I went into this movie with not the right mindset because I expected it to be like okay, this is gonna be kind of maybe it's like gonna be like a dark comedy or like somehow they're gonna yeah. like have like a quirky twist on. At what point did you realize like it, it wasn't like coming? A very depressing situation, and yeah. then I was like, no, this is just very sad. How long did um, it take you to realize it wasn't coming? Uh, like half an hour. I'm like, yeah. okay, I haven't like this is just sad so far, and like I assume it'll eventually be inspiring. But for now, it's just sad. I don't think it's ever going to be funny. Yeah. Um, so that was like, uh, yeah, just a weird twist. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So next, we'll either do uh, we'll either do a Daniel Day-Lewis podcast or maybe we'll do uh, a podcast on The Office. There's all there's all sorts of things we can do. Yeah, because those two office girls, what do they know about The Office? <laughs> yeah, I think Keeve once said, I always, I always thought it was a really good idea to be to like wait for one of these podcasts and then just like piggyback off them. So like wait, if somebody had like started. Why would anybody like a, want to listen to you talk about The Office? Because like once people are into things, like they just like want more content about something. So like sure. if you make a so like if you make a pretty good Scrubs podcast and just like every week do the same episode that like Zach and Donald are doing, there's like a good chunk of people that will just be like, oh, there's another Scrubs podcast that's like on the same schedule. You could even just like be meta and even talk about the podcast itself. And yeah. like you could, yeah, it's like it's like. Do you remember like the time we fruit. tried to do that? I think it was you, me, and somebody. Remember we were going to do a podcast about a podcast about a podcast about a podcast. Yes, about cereal. Yeah, so there was cereal, and then there was a podcast about cereal, and then Slate yes. did a podcast about the podcast about cereal. And so I, this is before like we knew how to record things, but I desperately wanted to, to record a podcast about that podcast. Yeah, we tried. It didn't really come out so well, but like it was a funny idea. We had like a yeah. few funny jokes. Um, yeah, it was like I didn't like when she said right. Yeah, it was, it was very confusing. <laughs> it was like it was it was like that um, uh, Mr. Show sketch with like the live call in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. like, so uh, let's uh, where are we? Let's let's go. I think we're going to Sammy's school. Right? We're going to school. Larry's dropping yeah. off the kids, and we're like two minutes into the episode. Yeah, Susie's <laughs> uh, an expert in sign language. Who knew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was impressed by Susie here. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we uh, we meet Hal, we, who's played by Tim Meadows. We meet his his uh, wife, who is uh, a deaf woman, played by Deanne Bray. Her name is Jean. And uh, Susie's, uh, as you said, fluent in sign language. She's translating back and forth. Larry's very impressed. And suddenly Larry sees a spider and he gets very scared and he runs and stops on it. Everyone screams. And Susie, uh, Susie, like, tells him off. He's like, how can you kill a live creature? You're traumatizing the children. Look what you did. Um, now, I didn't like, realize until right now, because I guess when I started watching the episode, I hadn't seen it in a long time. So I forgot how it ended. But this actually is funny in that they sort of established right away the idea of stomping a, an animal. To yes. Yes. I remember yeah. um, when I was like taking uh, taking notes on the episode, I like I was deciding I'm like, mm, I'm supposed am I supposed to like write this down? I feel like this is going to come back. Yeah. So like I wrote like I like wrote it down and I like underlined it. I'm like, because this might be like just take this out later. Well, but it's all it's also almost forced because like nothing in this scene makes any sense. First of all, why would Larry see a spider? Uh, again, he's not inside. <laughs> if you're inside and you see a bug, a spider, you can kill it totally normal. I understand that. Like, you know, people he's uh, he's he's flipping people off. He's spotting spiders. But he's outside. He's on the spider's turf. He like, and it's that's not right. It's not right. He like chases it down, kills it, which is very weird to kill an outdoor spider. But then even weirder is Susie's reaction. She like checks in on Sammy. Are you okay? You traumatized? Like. Nothing in the scene makes any sense. It's all basically yeah. a setup for like the later scene in the episode. I always feel bad killing like indoor insects because like it's like the same policy you just said where it's like if it was outside, you wouldn't kill them because like they're not bothering you. But it's like inside you kill them. But it's like but they don't know that they're inside. Like they're just they're just going like they don't know where they're in your house. But it's like, sorry. The law is not an excuse. Oh, yeah. No, I know. It's just I feel yeah. bad. For, I just feel bad for it. It's like he didn't like yeah. 
He was just like going somewhere. He didn't know that he was in your house. My my wife is sorry. Like, you're dead now. My wife is so afraid of of spiders in particular, but bugs in general that it during the time when we were broken up, like we had a you know we had a we were on a break, and even at that time she would call me. Well, I was living in Boston. She was living in New York, so we were in different places. But she would call me at one in the morning when there was a bug because if there was a bug, she'd keep her lights on and stay up all night. But she had no one to talk to. And she's like, well, this guy I had, you know, multiple years invested with. So she'd call me at one in the morning. And I and which, by the way, is um, kind of um, a, 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 a story from New Girl, which is uh, you're the boyfriend without the benefits, right? Yeah. Like you're calling me at one in the morning to spend three hours talking to me about a spider that I can't do anything about because I'm 200 miles away. Uh, yeah, but we're broken up. So, yeah, that's how that's how afraid she was of spiders. And she still oh, yeah, does that I today. That like if she, if there's a spider anywhere in the house, she'll call me. If I'm on a work call, I have to interrupt it to go kill the spider. Literally. Yeah. So the, uh, was there, was there, was it new girl that recently had an episode with building furniture? That was that episode, right? By recently, you mean recently in the sequence of NGOG. Secretly in NGOG, right? That was the most yeah. recent episode or last week's episode. So yeah. So, uh, yeah, my wife and I had this same thing where like very early in our, um, relationship, like when we were like just started being friends, she like I, I like mentioned to her that like I had like some IKEA thing that I had just built and like I had to like put it together. And she's like, Oh, why don't I come over and help you with that? Like I love building furniture, which to me was like obviously. Oh, but that's like, very oh. different. But that yeah, that's somebody interested and it's expensive. No, but she claims that she wasn't still to this day. No, she's okay, like, well, she's I wasn't interested. I just yeah, that's what that's what I yeah, said. She still yeah. to this day claims she wasn't she was just likes building furniture. I'm like, Yeah, well, yada yada yada, we have two kids. Yeah, exactly. Um, we, uh, you know, I, I took a, uh, some time to sort of get through with my head what, what girls' intentions were back in the, you know, in my teenage years because I was very dumb. And we, we were at camp and like on, as staffers. And on a day off from camp, I was going to go into the city because I had all these errands to run. And this girl's like, oh, I'll come with you. And, she, uh, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to, I got to go to this store and I got to go pick up this document and I got to get, do this and that and the other thing. And, um, you know, and I got to visit this like old aunt of mine um, who's like a shut in why would you want to come? And she's like, oh, I, I have errands to run in the city also. We're, I'm just going to the city also. And I said, okay, fine. So we went to the city together and we spent all day me running all my errands and her hang out with me. And, you know, we just stopped and got food or whatever. And at a certain point of the day, I realized like, well, she hasn't done a single errand. And so, yeah, now, you know, we, and then obviously we ended up dating and, you know, it's not Jen. So, but yeah, th- th- your wife is lying. And I don't know why she's still committed to the lie at this point. By the way, that would be much weirder to go over to a guy's house who like you're not really interested in. But then, yeah, but then you end up, yeah, your, your wife's line makes no sense. Tell her to just give it up. Now, oh, I was uh, distracted by Engog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm in the same group. Yeah. Um, you are the same I, just, I just realized I meant to write, write that, write an email, but I didn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, nice yeah. To tell your wife to, 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 I don't know why she's committed to the lie at this point. Um. Yeah. So... Yeah, so Larry uh, heads into the school and he's in the bathroom and he sees Hal. Oh, sorry, no, no, I, I skipped. No, we skipped. We skipped. Yeah, so Larry, uh, Larry sees the dog and um, he's like, "Oh, that dog! It's like kind of like uh, it's like half dog, half rat." Yeah. And Gene just basically, Gene just basically hears rat and is like very insulted that Larry calls. But hears you mean rat. sees from right, Susie's here, right. side? Hears yeah. indirectly from Susie. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah. Um, and Larry's like, "No, no, I was just kidding. Like, don't go, don't go." But like, she he can't she can't hear him, so she uh, she heads off, and it's too late. And uh, we have a catastrophe on our hands. Um. <laughs> All right, so Hale has left the scene early, right? He said, I got to go. I'll see you guys later, which is why it's just Gene here. You didn't mention that part, that Hale leaves. Hale says, I got to go. 
Yeah, he heads out. I gotta go to work. Right I'll now. see you later. Leaves Gene. But, but then, then in the next end, scene, Hal and Larry are in a bathroom together, which I assume is at the school. None of that makes sense. But it, it wouldn't make sense anyways. I don't maybe, think like, maybe he wor- maybe he works in the school. Maybe he's a teacher. Who? Now that's a good point. That that makes sense. So Hale's in the bathroom in the school because he works there. And uh, do they let parents into high schools to to or to middle schools? I'm not sure about that part. But okay. Yeah, Hal yeah. has to be a teacher. Maybe that's yeah. I, yeah, I you know what? Hal to me he seems like a guidance counselor. Mm. Yeah, he looks. Like he, a he has. Uh, yeah, he has like a very um, empathetic nature about him. He seems very easy to talk to. I see him as a guidance counselor. Mm. Okay. Um. So yeah. So. Uh, so yeah. So he sees Hal, and he's like, "Hey, sorry. Like, I just had like this uh, misunderstanding with your wife. Um, you know, I thought I said rat though. She thought I was. Yeah, she didn't realize I was joking. You know, it's hard for her to pick up on the tone. I guess. Um. So Hal's like, "Oh yeah. You know, not a big deal. You know, maybe you should uh stop by the house later, and you could just like give her an apology. And I think that will probably make the whole situation better." And Larry, I would want you know a stop in apology. And Hal's like, what do you mean? I, I actually think that's exactly she would actually really appreciate that. And Larry's uh, Larry's logic is that that, you know, they, they probably just want to be treated like anybody else and anybody else. A phone call would suffice. Now, obviously, here, a phone call does not work, but they wouldn't want like a special accommodation that, you know, is not being given to the rest of the public. Yeah. I've, how do you feel like, just in general about Tim Meadows, in, like just playing the straight man? In this whole scene, in the whole episode, really? Yeah, I mean, right. Like, he should be more like, okay, like, if you, like, you don't want to come, it's fine, but... Well, no, I just, I mean, like, you know, I prefer him as the ladies' man, and I just prefer, you know, here uh-huh. he's, like, he's he's playing, like, a very, very straight man character the whole... And I guess a lot of people aren't curb because they have to sort of bounce off Larry, except for, yeah, for yeah, J.B. Smooth, obviously. Craziness. But, um, yeah. All right. Anyway. Yes. So, um... So Hal's like, no, like I actually think uh, she probably would like that, but you know. And uh, Larry's uh, Larry continues drying his hands, and he uh, while he's drying his hands, he oh, kind yes, of like yes, makes yes, a motion, that, so. and yeah. uh, and yeah. uh, we he makes a gesture that we uh, will later learn is the uh, the cocksucker symbol. Yes. And Hal sees it and storms out and says, "Fuck you to Larry." And now he too is very angry at Larry. So yeah. Larry has pissed off another person. Yeah. Not the most original take, but I'm very against uh, the using of the term cocksucker as an insult. <laughs> okay yeah i think cocksucking is a wonderful activity that we should and i think i i, I literally think this is a louis ck bit so it's definitely not my invention yeah but, it's like we right we don't we want to normalize it yeah yeah like you know and also is a you know a majority of the world does that right oh oh this is how <laughs> this is all ask about the podcast okay so we head over to jeff's house and larry is uh you know still talking to jeff about the whole uh idea of getting aroused by the idea of sex with cheryl when she's sick and jeff agrees but he actually prefers the reverse he likes to have sex when he is sick. Yeah. Uh, Larry admits he's Nothing like more oh, attractive he, he, than a sick Jeff Garland, Jeff Green. Yeah. And Larry's like, yeah, either one is good. Like Larry's into both. <laughs> he's yeah. like, it's sex, I guess, you know, which, you know, fair. Yeah. Um, now, of course, it, it goes without saying that Jeff is the guy for happy ending massages. Um, although it is funny to me that, because that's what Larry's about to ask Jeff. Larry himself has previously got a happy ending massage, you know, accidentally from the one with the star tattoo. Yeah. So he well, didn't have he, to I go would, to Jeff. He knew. Yeah, he got he got like um, seven. He only he only had seven tugs. So he got like, I don't know. Seven well, that, was, over, that was by his choice, though. Pumps was the word. Yeah, they used. I guess everyone has a different denominator for that. So we won't yeah. uh, we don't need to get into what the denominator is. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, so he didn't get it. He didn't. I wouldn't say he got a happy ending massage. He uh, he got the beginning of a happy ending massage. I don't think but he the got point a happy is, ending. I think he knows where to get one. Yes, he did. He had a very unhappy ending. Yeah, he either got a very unhappy ending or, you know, just a, you know, a non ending. He had the wor- he had the worst possible ending, actually. 
yeah, he got the blame. Uh, he got the blame for the happy ending, but he, correct. He, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's the worst. He, of he all got, yeah, it, right. He got yeah. Yes. He got no, nothing good out of it. It was not. Now, good. Ob, was do not you good. have a friend? Like if I said, um, you know, uh, if you wanted to find a happy ending massage for your father, of course, <laughs> is there like a specific <laughs> person in mind that you know you can immediately ask? As one does. Yeah. Um, I mean, today I would just I would just Google it. I guess like I wouldn't ask a friend. I would assume that you could probably find it pretty easily between yeah. you know Twitter and. It Google is a weird or, gift to give your father, is it not? I would think so. Have any of your children ever purchased a happy ending massage for you? No, but they're selfish little pricks. Yeah. Well, come on, Ben. This guy, I see this guy. He takes really good care of you on the on the Zoom calls. And yeah. come on, hook up, hook a brother up. Come on, <laughs> hook a father up. Yeah. Um, um, so that yeah. meme that was being shared today of uh, you know, are they siblings or are they dating? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. So uh, are they are they like uh, May December friendship or are they father and son? <laughs> Yeah, I really like the uh, the Hasid or hipster version of that. Yeah, but this was yeah, this was really cringy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think almost some of those have to be like almost like a Joker. I mean, there's obviously there's the episode of Friends, right? Yeah, with uh, the Yeti and his uh, sister, Danny the Yeti. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I knew someone who a lot of people thought that he had like a really weird vibe with his sister, um, and then they married siblings. And it was like, this siblings is just like getting, yeah, that's too much. Siblings marry creep. It's like for, for a set of siblings, it was already like, these guys <laughs> seem like they want to fuck each other. And yeah. it's like, well, you're the like, one who had the good point. Like you can be both categories. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're right. Like, yeah. right. They, it's in rural Kentucky, it's encouraged. Yeah. Wait, right. You're not dating. You're just like, you know, it's a uh, siblings with benefits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we watched Game of Thrones. That was like most of the siblings in that show. Uh, really only mainly one set of siblings. Well, you, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Oh no, like, that's not true. The, right, the, right. Yeah, the, first the Targaryens episode, though, also did the, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, all the Targaryens, yeah, historically. Yeah, yeah. But in the first episode of the show, when you start watching it, uh, the first episode has uh, Daenerys and um, I don't remember her brother's name anymore. What's his name? Uh, Viserys. Yeah. And then obviously you have Jamie. No, and or is that one? Or is that one of the dragons? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then you have Jamie and Cersei. Um, wasn't there a third, or was there only two? Um, I think those were the only uh, incest that we see. Okay, only two incests in the first in the in the pilot episode. Yeah, Viserys Targaryen yeah. is the uh, the one who gets the uh, a Game of Thrones episode with only two incests is considered a dull affair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, Susie comes in and Larry's like, "Yeah, um, you know, I kind of had a, a, another run in with uh, I, I don't know the, the last name of the uh, Hal and Jean family, but we'll call them the Howells and Jeans um, when things are not well, going hold well on, with before the that. You, how Jeff immediately transitions to the cleaning lady as Susie walks in. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And Susie, yeah, by that's... the way, it will immediately willingly shares her cleaning lady, which of course comes up in a later season as a storyline. Yeah, but here she. They're yeah, setting she, that up. Yeah, she, she she buys Jeff's lie, and then she immediately says, oh, yeah, sure, you can have my cleaning lady. Yeah, Larry David planting those seeds. Yeah. <laughs> this will pay off. Yeah. Uh, the series Bible for Curb. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, Larry, like, recounts the story and recreates the gesture and, like, oh, yes, uh, I know exactly what happened. You called him a cocksucker, Larry. Now, how is Susie's sign language so good, like, Let's say you learn sign language. My kids actually have learned a little bit of sign language. It's like my, thing my wife. My wife actually is good at sign language. She okay. took it in, in uh, high school. Like you could, she, you were able to choose a language. You could choose like science, French, or sign language. She's like sign language seems like more interesting. And she took okay, it. Okay, but she, her high school didn't teach her cocksucker. And I, and I yeah, guess probably not. And I guess it's like you learn the curse words from a friend or whatever. Yeah, but I don't know who Susie, Who did Susie learn sign language from? 
Who knows? Maybe Susie has someone in her life who's deaf, and she had to, maybe she's very good friends with Jean. Mm. Okay. Maybe like Jean is one of her best friends, so she needs to learn sign language in order to be friends with Jean. I guess so. And cocksucker comes up a lot in their conversation. It comes up a lot for Susie. Yeah, yeah well, uh, Susie, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Susie needs to know the curse words. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> how is she, how is she going to call people worthless fat fucks if she yeah. doesn't know the signs? That's fair. Um. So, yeah, so um, so Larry's like, yeah, you know, as it so happens, because uh, Cheryl's sick, um, I kind of need a date now to go see this uh, Grease play. And uh, just so happens to be that the exterminator Mike is there, played by the late, the, sorry, the great Kevin Farley, not the late, the late, his brother is the late, great Chris Farley. Oh, this is Kevin uh, Farley? Yeah. So I had no idea, but the first time we see him, in my notes I say, Mike has strong Saul Goodman vibes. And then the next time we see him, I immediately say, what the hell am I talking about? This is clearly Chris Farley. So, but it's yeah. literally Chris Farley's brother. I had it's no Kevin. idea. That's it's very Kevin funny. Farley, Chris's brother. Yeah. Um, I didn't, so, okay. so there's a reason that he gives off Chris Farley vibes. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, very good reason. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, you, do you uh, see the Saul Goodman thing or not really? I guess it's the Chicago accent. and the, Yeah, a little bit. I hear that. Hair. I hear that. Yeah, yeah. I hear it. Now, um, now let, let's, let's take a step back. Why would Larry be going to this alone in the first place? Wouldn't he be going with Loretta and Aunt May and Leon? Well, so may, uh, maybe it's a type of thing where they're doing the play a few times and like Loretta went the first night and now Larry and Cheryl, they couldn't make it on opening night and they're going to like the third production of it. But why do they have to go? Because the, the kid is living because Keisha's in the play. Yeah. Now, of course, it'll turn out that Keisha's not in the play. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to have to talk about that yeah. because that is just like the most needless plot point. In, well, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. Yeah, OK, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's get there when we get there. Yeah. Um. Um, so, yeah, so the, the exterminator, he's, I guess, they're exterminating things. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'll go see Greece. I yeah. love Greece. Yes, a middle school and, production. And uh, Larry's like, oh, well, you know, uh, my wife might still feel better. So the guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, you, you don't, you know, you don't want to take me. And Larry's like, no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> and, by and Mike gave Larry the out. What's wrong with Larry here? Well, he made him feel really bad. He guilted him. But <laughs> uh, by the him, way, yeah. there has never been a more like, flashing lights warning of like predator than an adult middle-aged man who wants to go see a middle school production of Greece where he has no affiliation with anyone in the show or the school as a whole. It's completely bonkers. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're just a Greece fan. And then I like at the end of the scene, how Mike says, yeah, we're going to get really fucked up, <laughs> which really escalates. <laughs> Cause I thought you're like a clean, wholesome guy who just wants to see Greece. Yeah. Yeah. I just like exterminating things and seeing Greece. Um, nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. All in good fun. So, yeah, so, so yeah, Larry's like, all right, I guess we're going to Greece. Um, the Simpsons are going to Greece. Um, so, yeah, so we head back home, and uh, Leon is reporting on the interview, I guess, from the previous day, and he's saying the, he thinks the interview went well. Uh, I flipped his ass. I, fle- yeah. I flipped his ass good, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, now today, Loretta even has a job interview, and Larry's, like, starting to get really excited because if even one of them finds a job, he's, like, he keeps, like, dropping the synth. He's, like, if you, like, just, like, one of you get a job, then, like, you can move out, you can get a house. Great. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. So he's, like, very invested in this working out. Yeah, they stare at him, they ignore him, they continue their conversation. Yeah, so uh, Loretta is like very uh, anxious to get going, but uh, first uh, Larry's dad comes over and he's like, I had the most amazing massage, I am in love, Lisa, she showed me such special love. Yeah. She did think, like Larry's like, no, like all, like that's their job, the, yeah. masa- the masseuse tries to get you to like them, they're very nice to you, they really like, no, she did things that says love. 
Yeah. Now, by the way, you you glossed over. Larry says to his dad, he says, oh, you look pretty good, but only one pretty. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, I definitely missed that. I think a happy ending massage. You should look more than one pretty good. Yeah, I, I would think so. Especially at that age. Like, I don't know how when the last time someone else touched it is, but I feel like yeah, not only happy ending massage, he's in love. Like yeah. he should be he should be, yeah. you know, s- skipping on air. Um, yeah, and he's like, I need to buy her a presents. I love this woman. And uh before Larry really has a chance to get through to him, Cheryl's calling for him again. She wants some toast. And uh, but Larry, uh, Larry wants to go, you know, try to help accommodate his wife. But Leon's apparently <laughs> and we didn't establish early in the episode that they've already established the toaster as being a big problem. Yeah, I think we like it was like that was the, the first scene of the episode. Yeah. I think we, we talked about how it's uh, it was taking oh, a long time it? for the yeah, toast. Okay, yeah, maybe we forgot it. But yes, they established that, that they have a bad toaster earlier. Um, Critical story. Yeah, um, I actually like it. I, I like this. Uh, I like this. Uh, the pausing toast thing. Um, and Larry's like, oh, I need a toaster for Leon. And Leon's like, Leon's using it. But he's like, well, take yours out. Let me make Cheryl's and then you can continue. And Leon's like, no, you can't pause toast like it doesn't work. Um, and like Larry's like, no, like I'm doing it like Cheryl needs the toast. So like she like he like quickly does her toast. He brings up the toast to her and he's she's like, you like barely toasted it. What is this? This is like just like soft, limp bread. And Larry is he's like, go put it back and toast it more. And Larry's like, no, you can't pause toast. Yeah. Um, so but it's uh, weird because like yeah, Cheryl he's... should be aware of her crappy toaster. She's been dealing with it for a while, but she's acting like yeah, completely so the, shocked. The concept of pausing toast is the type of thing where it's like, I can't actually justify it being correct, but I know exactly what he means. Yeah. I know what you mean. So I think a similar thing is with like, so I use a soda stream. I make seltzer and like, can you re-seltzify seltzer? Like, can I, like if the bubble quotient has gone down, if I've left the cap off too long, yeah. if it's, can I re-seltzify it the next day? And it's sort of like toast. I feel like, no, once it, once it comes out, it doesn't go back in. Yeah. It's like, and like, it's probably just psychological, but like when you're eating it, like you're going to know this is like reheated toast. Like this is not like good, delicious, crisp, fresh toast. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, you could pause toast like a, a few minutes, like Leon says, but you can't like retoast something the next day, obviously. Well, yeah. And I think, honestly, I think even a few minutes, like you'll know, you'll know that it's, this is, so this is not, if, this if is not the original. You, toast. You, so if, if you're toasting something and then it gets pulled out of the toaster for, you know, 60 seconds for, for Larry to toast for Cheryl, no, you, that can't be retoasted is, to you. Yeah. 60 seconds is fine. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know. know. There's just something about like, you want you want a nice, clean, continuous cook. You don't want a yeah. The cumulative effect is not the same. What about those toasters they have in like hotel breakfast? Sometimes they used to be a one at YU. Remember in the calf, like the rotation thing. You put it on the conveyor belt, the toast, and then it falls down. Mm, the, yeah, the, the toast slide yeah, at I the like bottom. Them. Yeah, I, I like those. Those those toasted really nicely. Yeah, I remember. I remember actually in, in uh, YU we use them a lot for those waffles. You get the frozen waffles and you put them on that thing. Yeah, in my office we have uh, we get bagels every Friday. Not anymore, but in the uh, before times we got bagels every Friday, and every Friday invariably somebody would set up the fire alarm with the toaster. Be- oh well, you need to get the bagel toaster, as Larry will discuss later in this episode. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it was literally every week we would I would hear the fire alarm going off because somebody burnt a bagel. I'm surprised they continue the bagel policy at your uh, at your office with this happening every week. Well, it's not no, not like the like the police like the fire department didn't come. It was yeah. just like the smoke detector would go off. By the way, the toasting of bagels very frowned upon by the bagel makers. It's deeply insulting really? to them. Very insulting to them. Yeah. My wife, my wife toasts bagels, and um, I actually told her, you're not supposed to ask, like, at a good bagel shop, but you're not supposed to ask for it to be toasted. Like, if you really want to toast it, toast it, you know, on your own. Yeah, table. I mean, that, that I say is bullshit, because if, if that's how you like it, then fuck them. Yeah, you're, you're, the way, you're paying you, them for a bagel. What, what? So do you ask for, like, meat well done, and you ask for ketchup also? 
I mean, if that's how I liked it, then yes, I would. I, you know, right, I don't like right. it that way. Right. Yeah. Um, I, if I was paying, I was paying $40 for something and I could say, make it the way I like sure. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you see Teaneck Road Hot Bagels uh, ranked to the top 50 bagel places in America? Yeah. It's, it's the uh, only it's, New Jersey entry on the list. It's often it's it's been on it's it's one of those bagel shops that is often on those lists. There's one near me also. Uh, it's called A and S Bagels. It's in Franklin Square. It's a town over from you. We go there a lot. It's like one of those where it's like uh, like the bagels are certified kosher, but like they also sell like ham and bacon. So yeah. like a lot, a lot of people don't eat there, but like we're fine eating there because yeah. the bagels are fine and we just get yeah. the bagels. Esso Bagels uh, is the same situation in the city. Can I make a confession here? I can't tell the difference. A good bagel, uh, meat and oh, bagel. I I very much disagree. I I I'm very into good bagels. Well, like, my wife like... claims she is, and my wife insists I'm going to the best bagel on the land. But then she toasts it, which just completely undercuts it. Like, yeah, I don't agree. You, the appeal of the best bagel, you're not even realizing because you're sticking the thing in a, in a toaster. Anyways, right, yeah, I think a bagel if toasted correctly and toasted the right amounts. I I like bagel. a toasted bagel also, but I don't claim to be a bagel aficionado. Yeah, I mean, depending on what I'm having with it, I will toast a bagel or not toast a bagel. And I and I do very much like a big fluffy untoasted bagel sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if I'm having cream cheese or butter, I want to toast it because you want that to like melt into the, like the grooves. But you're bagel. going cream cheese solo? Yeah, cream cheese solo. I sometimes do. I sometimes have cream cheese. I sometimes cream Where's cheese. Where's the locks? Where's the tomato slice? I do that sometimes as well. And then, but if I'm having like an egg sandwich, then I usually go untoasted because then I want like the fluffiness to, with like the eggs more. Oh, for me, know. it's definitely around. For for me, yeah, the eggs right. need like the the crispiness to like counter the eggs are already soft. I don't know. Yeah, fair. Yeah, who the hell? I don't whatever. know. Yeah, yeah. Both are, are both are valid. <laughs> eat whatever you want to eat. Yeah, yeah, eat whatever you want to yeah. eat as long as it's not a baby with ranch on it. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> I thought that was very funny though. It was funny, I wanted to know, was, was the guy actually going to pour Like, I mean, if you have a baby in your house, pour ranch on the baby, you know, show yeah, us but what was the implication away. of that? And then what? Ranch is usually something that you then eat the thing that you pour. No, it's just out. to show how committed you are to winning the stand tournament. And then you go uh, put your baby in the shower. All right. I was uh, I was bar- I was borrowed by the moral implication of what was being suggested. Yeah. The, the, con- the, the consuming of the babies. Yeah. We've named the baby. Now we consume a baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Give so, you so, a baby. <laughs> you eat a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, would def- I would definitely listen to that podcast. Yeah, it did. The, the, uh, Robin Akiva need a podcast took a real dark turn after episode three hundred. <laughs> it was they described as a comedy they, drama, much like yeah, they started uh, eating, My Left Foot. They, start, they started eating babies <laughs> from time to time. I mean, um, there's been times in society where, like, that's what society has fallen to. And like, if Trump had won uh, re-election, I think people might have started eating babies at some point. So they're worshiping golden calves uh, in Washington a couple weekends ago. So. Yeah, so uh, Cheryl's not interested in the bread, but Loretta's shouting that she's late. We gotta go, and Larry uh, sides with uh, <laughs> he ditches his current wife for his future wife. Good move. Larry, Larry's already looking ahead to greener pastures. He knows where his future bread is buttered. Yeah. Now here's the thing: um, the balls on Cheryl to tell Larry that he doesn't care about her because he won't get her wheat toast when she has a cold. How about how you treated him when he was on his deathbed? Like this just drives me nuts. Cheryl is so evil. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, she's sick. She don't, you know, she just wants some attention. Yeah. All right. So uh, it's time to get yeah, a new toast. So, yeah. So he grabs the wrong phone and they're running. They're like an hour late at this point. And by the time they get there, Loretta's told the guy that she was supposed to meet with is already gone. And there's really no need to reschedule because the position has already been filled. Yeah. Now, that part is a little hard to understand. Unless well, Loretta was like the last interview. They had interviewed everybody but Loretta. Yeah. So so here's my theory. Yeah. I think I think we might have like a Rudy rule situation going on here. Okay. Oh, Loretta shows up and they don't want to hire her. Well, no, I think the position has been filled. They yeah. know that they need this, uh, you know, candidate to come in so they can check the box. Oh, 
I see what you're saying. You know, in order to uh, to comply with the you know, with, their, with, uh, with the NFL rules, like who's well, not the NFL rule, but you know, their you know their HR person probably has has it like an EOC policy that like you know you okay. need to hire you need to interview certain people. They're like, no, okay. we hire a person, but like you know we you know NFL teams do this from time to time. It's like obvious. They're now, like to, now to be yeah. fair, showing up you know this late to your job interview, Loretta doesn't deserve the job based on what <laughs> yeah, they know about right. Her right now. She, does, she, she didn't yeah. make a very good first impression. Yes. Um, so yeah, I guess we don't need to blame racism, but you know, sometimes it's both. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you saw the name Loretta Black, you know, like the whole Freakonomics thing, I, I don't think that name necessarily speaks one way or another in terms of like a stereotype, right? Um, I think it probably does. Oh, is it? I, I know. know. I don't I know. know. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have no idea. I guess I don't know um, any Loretta's. Uh, yeah, I know one Loretta. She's white. Mm, okay. So I guess, yes, 100% of Loretta's are white. Yeah. Well, well, it's, it's, 50, it's actually 50-50 because there's my Loretta and then there's Loretta Black. So. Uh, <laughs> those are the two but my yeah. Loretta is not named Loretta White. Is she named Loretta Black? No, she's named Loretta no. something else that, that is not a color. I mean, like, if you heard the name Gideon Black, what would you assume the race was? Uh, I would assume he's an Irish Jew. Yeah, but that's only because you know who he is. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. And he's technically not Irish, but he's of no. Irish. Uh, yeah. Yoni was Irish. He has oh, Irish okay. uh, uh, blood. Yes, he, he has some Irish blood. Okay. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And I think his, his accent was like a little, had a little of uh, yeah, Irish. I think, yeah, I think he spent well. time there also. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very lovely fellow. Mm, lovely fellow. Um, so, yeah. So um, Larry's like, well, it wasn't really my fault. It was all the toasters fault. So like, yeah. uh, let's uh, let's ha- head on over to uh, Sur La Tab, which uh, I guess yeah. we, actually, we didn't oh, mention, yeah. had mentioned that, it earlier. In the yeah, episode. Gene knows where to get a toaster. Yeah. And Larry's um, dad thinks that a toaster is a good gift for his love lady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you ever been to Sur La Tab or ordered anything from there? Oh, is that a real store? Yeah. It's oh. like a, it's like it's a. Uh, is that where you go to get I, the woman who gives you a happy ending a toaster? <laughs> no. Well, it's so it's I would I would say it's a pretty high end place. Like I I bought like one thing there from that was like pretty expensive, and I was pretty like that was expensive. Yeah. Wait, how do you spell it? S U R. It's like it's S U R. Oh, the table. I see. Yeah, I think I think it's pronounced Well, at least that's what I've heard it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's like pretty expensive, like cookware. All right. Let me uh let me go take a gander at their products. Oh, they got Marcus Samuelson on the cover. I like Marcus Samuelson. I so I bought like one of those uh, like grill tools from them that it's like you could like put stuff inside and like it locks so that way you could like flip stuff easily without oh it yeah. falling. Do you use it? Um, I used it for a while, and then it, like stopped working well, and then I stopped using it. Okay, but it was it was very good when it was brand new. It was like very effective. Like you could put like vegetables in there or even burgers, and it was like very easy to flip them all at once and like and evenly. Best sellers shop now. Let me see the best sellers on Sur La Tab. The best seller is a pan, a skillet, a set of two skillets for 200 bucks. Yeah, that's a little more expensive than my skillet. $200 for a skillet? What does this thing do for you? Does it like cook the food yourself while you sit on the couch? This is very interesting. Um, this is the, hold on a second. Can you rank by like popularity? Oh, top sellers. Yeah, show me the top seller. It's a buffet casserole with a glass lid. You want to guess a price on the buffet casserole with a glass lid? Three and a half quarts. That's your big boy. Um, I don't know. One hundred twenty-nine dollars. Aren't they doing prices right on on um, Renap this week? Yeah, I sent right. I sent in a few things. I don't know if they're going to use them. Okay, well, I, I'm sending in a buffet casserole with a glass lid, three and a half quarts. Should well, I do that, that? It, no, it should be like Renap related. Does it have to be? I think it's supposed to be. Well, this is Kermit. Although la, la, we last time we did this, we made it. We made an epic uh, failure. 
Um, although it all, I guess it indirectly resulted in Josh Wiggler being on this podcast. So I guess it, uh, it worked out. <laughs> but last time we, the, we, we had the assumption that the questions, right. Should be. Yes. should be Renap centric because that's what was interesting about it. And, and it I turned out that, we, that. Yeah. we whiffed very badly on that assumption and yeah. that people wanted it to be more generic because yeah. we were having guests who are not uh, following the show. So I guess we shouldn't make the same assumption. And I, I like how you're saying we now, which, because I was taking the blame solo for that. So I like how you're taking uh, some of the blame now. Oh, I said in one of the groups, I think I, I don't yeah. know, maybe it was in the survivor group. I'd be like, was, I said, I have, that group? I, I've, I've spoken to uh, very close sources to uh, yeah. the person that <laughs> yeah. Chester prepared the yeah. game with. Yeah. And I'm told that it was his understanding <laughs> yeah, yeah. that the games were, that the questions yeah. were supposed to be Renap centric. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's what I'm hearing from my source. Oh, so, you know what? I am going to send this uh, La Crusette buffet casserole. Wait, who did I send it to? I sent it to Akiva. Uh, that's where I sent mine, but I, yeah, I, I sent him a few, uh, what I thought were funny, uh, Renap related items to purchase, but maybe I misunderstood the, uh, episode or maybe it's supposed to be both with Elmos. All right. We'll find out. No, I'm sure it's going to be curb related. I was just not a scapegoat not. there. That's well, not, not curb, not, not curb. Yes, we're not. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> curb related would be fun. All right. So, you, well, so this is curb related and you guessed uh one twenty nine. you said. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, one seventy nine. So I don't okay. know. Okay. All right. Know. I'll, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take a decent, uh, I'm, I'm pretty close. Yeah, that's an expensive um, casserole dish. Everything there is expensive. Yeah, it's it's like it's an overpriced. It's a very overpriced place. They have stuff that like it looks very nice. So it's like it, like it's like very appetizing and you want to buy it. And then you get it. And it's like, OK, like I could yeah. have probably gotten like a similar thing from Walmart for half the price. Hmm. They have a, an ice tray for seventeen dollars. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's like everything is yeah, like, yeah, nice like double shit, the nice price shit. of what it should be. I mean, the truth is, like, some of it might be just it might be very good quality. So, like, I do like, I, do you ever, you know, those like big squares of ice, like a sharp square that you get in like a like a nice bar. Yeah. In, in your like bourbon, if you get yeah. it on the rocks. Yeah, I, I do look. I do like those giant ice cubes, but I, I bought like a rubber um, ice thing once. It was supposed to make the big ice cubes. It's not like there is whatever they're doing at those bars. They're not just getting like a. it's not just the shape of the ice maker. It's also like the quality of the ice. Yeah. And like whisk, whisk back to the, your earlier point, whiskey on the rocks is one of those things that some people say you're like not, quote, supposed to do. And like, I'm just like, fuck you. I'm the one drinking it. Like, mm. that's how I like to drink. It. So I, like I, it cold. I never drink it that way when I'm home or actually, you know what? I never drink it that way when I'm not paying when I'm I mean, obviously, I paid for the booze in my house, but I never drink it that way when I'm not paying per drink. So if I'm like at an open bar event, I always uh-huh. get it neat. But if I'm at a bar where I'm paying cash, I always get it on. the. I always get it with ice. Why is that? Well, I'm, I'm thinking I assume the reason is because I'm if I'm if I'm not paying for it because it's at an open bar, it's a work event, it's a wedding, it's whatever. Or I'm at my own house. I'm not paying per drink so I can have as many drinks as I want. Whereas if I'm at a bar and I'm paying per drink and each drink is expensive, I'm like, well, I'm going to put an ice cube in this because I'm really going to nurse this thing. I'm going to drink it as slowly as possible because I'm only going to drink uh, water or maybe two. Yeah, and I, I like nursing it. I like sipping it. I like it when it's colder. I just realized that right now. Whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm not an ice guy in general, though. I'm not a big ice guy in, in, yeah. in putting th- things in ice. So, Yeah, I don't like ice when it, with something carbonated because then it like uh... – it like messes with like the ratio of water. Well, that's the, the well, that's the issue with with putting it in like bourbon or something. It waters it yeah, down. Yeah, so it waters it down. So but that's I, just, like, I don't. So that's why you think get, I like it. Yeah, yeah but, I, but then I, you get I, the, I don't but, need. But the big ice cube, the fancy ice cubes at like the fancy bars, I think like they also melt slower, so that you're uh, getting you're staying cool for and you can nurse it for a while, but you're not getting it watery as you get to the end. Yeah, my my go to drink uh, every Friday night now. Basically, I have a uh, it's like half a I, I take one of those red solo cups. I fill it halfway with red wine, halfway with seltzer, and then ice to the top. Mm. It's delicious and refreshing. It's and not like a wine spritzer. Yeah, I guess, but yeah, 
It's a, it's a schneck. A schneck? Oh, we had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it's not really. Schneck is something else. I think a schneck is just like oranges. Yeah, but then I messaged him, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, um, uh, Larry spots, sees Loretta. She's like checking out this cute guy. And like, uh, Loretta's like, yeah, he's cute, but he's not my shade. Um, which was like surprises Larry. He's like, he didn't really know that was a thing. Like, he's like, you know, I could go from albino to heart of darkness, African black. Loretta likes them chocolate, not beige. Yeah. So, you know, we're, uh, we're comparing. I don't know. I don't know if we should be talking about this. Yeah. I made a huge mistake today in the car. My son asked if we are Sephardic or Ashkenazic, which means are you a uh, basically a light skinned Jew or a dark skinned Jew, to put it very uh, briefly. Well, I mean, it really just generally means what countries you came from. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I, yes. And I, <laughs> yes. It's not literally. Yes. But I'm just, you know, simplifying things for the audience if they don't know. Um, and, and I sort of made a joke, which is a fine joke to say to an adult, but probably not to a child. I said, you know, look in the mirror. Have you noticed that your skin is translucent? Because my wife and I are unfortunately both uh, extremely, extremely pale and lacking in any kind of pigmentation whatsoever. So I was saying, like, you know, uh, your skin is so uh, translucently uh, light, light that you're obviously Ashkenazi. And my son's like, well, what does that mean? And then I started to explain it. And my wife was like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> and I realized, like, I started going down a road that there was no reason to be going down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very go down, goes out with Loretta Black, not with an eight. Yeah. I've I've noted many times over the years that I've had kids that like kids just like they do not notice skin color at all. It's like so fascinating. Yeah. Well, no, but, 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 but also they take everything you say literally. And so they need everything, you know. Yes. Yeah. But it's just like they're not it doesn't uh, it doesn't translate to them until you yeah. like point it out. It's very interesting. Well, but it's also probably a privilege our kids don't because it's not like affecting them on a day to day basis the way they're treated in society. I, I I agree. Oh, yeah. Although yeah, although probably good. kids at that age, or I hope kids at that age. Yeah, it's probably, probably less air, common in right for four year olds. Yeah, you're in your own family, anyways. You don't really notice things. Yeah. Yeah, or you're like in a preschool, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, Our it's, kids aren't that old enough. You're not to... probably bumping into a lot of uh, yeah, or or you know maybe we're wrong, but I would guess that's probably less common in four year old uh, preschool. Yeah. Day to day activity. Um. So yeah. So um. Larry, uh, Larry's like, oh, hey, Gina's here. Like, let me try to, like, get in with them and uh, see if I could rectify this uh, family that I'm on the outs yeah. with. And uh, he, like, starts gesticulating wildly and trying to convey his message. Not like there's a misunderstanding. I was joking about the rat and, like, I didn't mean to make the cocksucker sign. And, like, he's like, okay, I, you know, I think I get what's going on here. You know, the fact that you're coming to apologize to me probably means that, you know, you didn't mean it. And like, uh, she's like, okay, fine. I accept your apology. And Larry heads off. But like, uh, then he goes to his father and he continues talking to him about the happy ending. And as he's making the, uh, the universal symbol of jerking off, um, she's uh, basically like looks over and spots him uh, kind of eyeing her as he's doing it. And she's like, and oh, she assumes he's... he must be talking about me. Yeah. Which is um, a little yeah. narcissistic. Yeah. Th- I mean, this, this whole storyline is like a little silly. Um, although I think it's, uh, all well enough um this was the one where i was like come on like this is yeah. he's def- like there's no way that like she would like he just came over to apologize about you. yeah yeah he didn't now then immediately go to run the back to his daddy and say hey can i tell you yeah, this hey, woman let's, yeah let's and, uh, and this woman is a jerk off i don't even know what the, what it would mean yeah. in that context let's uh let's go harass this woman in sign <laughs> language now like yeah that's not what's happening yeah no. by the way and she knows that like why w- she knows larry doesn't know sign language so larry's not talking to another person in sign language obviously yeah, yeah nothing makes sense there yeah, so um, Larry's like, all right, uh, I still have to, uh, maybe my last chance is I'm going to call Hal and tell him, you know, I just bumped into Gene and here's what yeah. happened. And, you know, he can't get through to the house and so he leaves him a message. Yeah. And so he knows he, he, he didn't, but he doesn't go onto his phone book to look for Hal's number. So he knows Hal's number by heart, but yet doesn't have it in his phone book, which is very strange. Yeah. Which um, is basically how Larry uses 
cell phones on this show the way that like Seinfeld used landlines. So like, because Larry's comedy is still set in like the eighties or the nineties, I think. So a lot of them don't make sense. Like, when is the last time you dialed the number on your cell phone? Unless you're like looking that number up right in real time, right? You don't know numbers by heart and dial them onto your cell phone ever. Because oh, yeah, you, first right. of all, we don't know any, any numbers, numbers by heart. that you use frequently. Yeah, you yeah, have you it, have yeah. it saved. Yeah, yeah. Although there was a time period where you had cell phones, but like you didn't have like caller ID yet and. And number saved. Like I feel like there was some interlude period where no, well, you didn't have common. a phone book. No, you you had a phone book from the beginning. You, you might have an incoming call and not know who it is, but any outgoing call, right? But Maybe. also, like even like Leon l- l- then later talks about how he was doing speed dial and he was getting all these old white people. Like nobody uses speed dial on a cell phone either. Now they did have it in like the very very early days, but nobody was using speed dial on their cell phone because yeah, you had a phone not? book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we get the news that Keisha is sick mm. and she will not be going to the play. <laughs> yes. So now, I mean, this just, I guess this, this like plot point just exists to like make the last scene even more ridiculous. Yeah. Like, is that just the whole point of it? Because it makes it more ridiculous. Like, why yeah. does anybody go to this play now? Yeah. It really, but that's why I don't understand what they're thinking. Cause it, yeah, it, it's, it's impossible to fathom to understand why Larry is going to production of Greece if Loretta's daughter is not in it. That again is enough of a stretch. Why does he have to go? But whatever. Right. He feels uh, yeah. Now that to... now that Keisha is out, it's like no. Now you're just not going. You're not going to see go to see some other my, kids. My <laughs> dad used to religiously attend my basketball games when I was playing like in like a little like kid club mm-hmm. basketball league in sixth grade, seventh grade, whatever. Yeah. But I remember he'd bring the newspaper or a magazine, and anytime I was not on the court, he was reading that. And I realized yeah, that makes my sense. dad does not give the slightest shit about the outcome of this game. His sole like concern is like when his son is performing, which yeah. makes sense. Why should he care what a bunch of 12, 12 year olds do in like the score of their game? It's completely irrelevant. Um, now, again, Mike coming. OK, I accept that. He's a weirdo. But why is Larry still going? Larry would never do this. It, it, it makes no sense. Yeah. The only thing worse than your own kids is someone else's <laughs> kids yes. because they're just as annoying and you don't love them. So yeah. like, yeah, exactly. They're just annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is, yeah. So it's like. I, I I get what they're going with here, but like I think it just like get that if it gets that storyline to such an absurd place that yes. it just loses all plausibility. And like and like I get it. Like that's what they wanted. They want them to like literally be on a date where it's like they're just there for each other now. <laughs> and why? But whatever. We'll get to that also. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and it's it's still very funny. So it's like I'm not even gonna like dock it that many, you know, that many pretties okay. for this. All but right, it's okay. just like eh, they could have done better with this. All right, okay. Uh we'll get to the play, but we, we skipped over the whole Leon uh yeah, yeah. So first, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah. So uh, Larry's getting a call, and it's a man's like, "I am prepared to make you an offer." And Larry, yeah. of course, thinks it's a telemarketer, and Larry basically tells him to go to hell, and uh, basically Leon loses the job. Now, hold on. Um, this man at no point does this man say, "Excuse me, is this Leon Black? Do I have the wrong number?" Yeah. At no very, point does he say that. He's very opaque. Yeah, I, I have to be honest, like. If you can't tell the difference uh, from tone alone between, uh, you know, between Leon and Larry, Leon Black and Larry David, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. I mean, both of these phone calls are both like obviously ridiculous that they would play yeah. out like. I like, mean, exactly. Hal immediately notices the voice and knows it's not Larry. And he assumes, well, Larry's doing a bit, a right. racist bit with the guy he barely knows. <laughs> right. Right. All of, a, all of a sudden, Larry is a vicious racist who like plays yeah. characters whenever yeah. he talks to a black person. I mean, person. it's not insane since like literally Kramer, like Michael Richards, another guy famous from Seinfeld did exactly that. So, yeah, <laughs> I guess um, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. It's yeah. probably not the most likely thing that's happening in this, yeah. in this given situation. Yeah. Uh, do I, I have guess... the wrong number? No, it must be Larry David being insanely racist. <laughs> yeah, like, like, okay, by the way, if this was actually Tim Meadows like playing himself, 
then it's somewhat believable because Tim Meadows is from SNL and Larry was on SNL, like, and they're both in Hollywood. Right. Like he, so he knows they might oh, have a like, report. He's doing a bit. Right. Oh, you're doing your right. racist bit. I don't like, but like, why would he make Tim Meadows is presumably we've said a school teacher <laughs> hell. Yeah. So that one makes no sense. The the guy offering the job at no point saying, is this Leon? Because you sound a little different. You sound like an asshole, but a different asshole. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So um, Larry, uh, so then Larry comes home and uh, Leon's like, hey, I think we switched phones. And they had, there's this great moment where they're both like, hey, yeah. so did you get a call? <laughs> yeah. Maybe? I, I do like and how they're like, no, did, yeah. no, did you get a call? Yeah. This reminded me like very much of the like uh, the season, the season three finale of The Wire, when like Stringer Bell and Avon have that like last like hug it out on the balcony. And like they they both think they're fucking the other one over. Yeah. But really, they're both fucking the they're also getting fucked over by the other one. Yeah. And they're both like they think that they've got like both of Larry and Leon here. Like they're like think they pulled one over on the other yeah. guy. And don't realize yeah, that but do they the i think they though. both know that they're lying i think it's like i know i'm lying and i know he's lying and it's sort of don't ask don't tell you think yeah well because for, here's the thing and i was just saying before how like larry t- thinks of cell phones the way he thinks of a landline and so that's why speed dials mentioned in the scene you can immediately check received calls on a cell phone and know immediately whether or not you got a call right like there's no way that larry is sophisticated enough to go into the calls and delete the call in, in like the, the list of uh, received calls, right? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah again, I, I, I don't know if you, if it had all this stuff as well. Yeah, it definitely then. did. Think about it. We had Nokia phones in 2001 and Nokia phones yeah, had that. Okay, and this is fine, 2007. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Right. People are walking around. We're not. But like the iPhone exists. Yeah. Um, OK, so then uh, Mike arrives uh, to, you know, pick up Larry for Greece. And this is a really funny scene where Leon's like basically Leon's like treating it like a date. He's like, uh, yeah. so who are you? What's your job? What are your intentions with Larry? But can we take a step back? Why is Larry wearing a suit to a children's school play? Yeah, well, yeah, because they're just they're just like when you go to your the... kids. And again, now this doesn't happen anymore because of COVID. But when you would go to like your kids performance at school or their kindergarten graduation, that kind of yeah, stuff. you were like you were like a sweater you, and khaki. You're wearing whatever. Like if you came from work, maybe you're, right, wearing, a you're suit. wearing what you are. If you work, come from right. home, you're wearing jeans and a sweater or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or khakis um, or corduroys. Yeah. You're, but Larry is rocking a suit for no reason. If he's going with Cheryl and it was a date, although why this is a date, don't ask me. But yeah, but then Mike shows up with super Chris Farley vibes and he's also rocking a suit and he talks about going to dinner. So he does think it's a date, apparently. Yeah, I, I mean, they're just like really trying to play this up like they're going to prom, basically. Yeah. Does Larry know? Okay. Does Mike know that Larry is Larry David? Um, No, I guess, I guess he knows that he's friends with Jeff and he knows he's rich and lives in a mansion. Yeah. And he probably knows like, oh, yeah, he was invo- like he was involved with Seinfeld. He made a lot of money or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can see how you'd want to make a good impression and be uh, like, even if it's not romantic, you'd want to be friends with that guy. Yeah. And honestly, like, I yeah. Obviously, Seinfeld was huge, but like there was a lot of people in Hollywood that fit that like that generic version that Larry yeah. David is, which is like he was like a writer, he was a producer, he was involved with a certain show yeah. that was really good, but like he's not Jerry Seinfeld, who I recognize from the show. Yeah, I mean, but put yourself in in Mike's shoes, okay? And not not that you're going to a middle school production degrees together because that'd be weird, yeah. but like you have a neighbor who moved into town, um, and his neighbor is uh, you know very clearly an extremely wealthy guy from with like Hollywood connections of some sort. Right. And he invites you, hey, want to go to the next game with me? I feel like you're like putting in the extra effort uh, on that uh, that first uh, friend date. Yeah. I want to make a good impression. A suit might be coming out a little too strong. Well, I, I, yeah, again, you're not going to a suit because you're going to a Knicks game. It'd be a weird thing to wear. But maybe apparently to a middle school production of Greece, that's the thing that you wear. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, we head on over to the play. Yeah. And what the and- fuck are Larry's dad and the masseuse doing here? <laughs> That part 
is completely inexplicable. There's no <laughs> world in which he wants to impress her. Hey, want to go to a middle school production? That my uh, that my sons, uh, the the people living with my son, her daughter, yeah. she was gonna be in the play. <laughs> she no longer is. It's so insane, and, the, and I love how the episode doesn't even explain it or acknowledge it. It's like, okay, they're here on a date. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. And so yeah, it's yeah, insane. yeah. This, this episode is kind of all over the place, yeah. but yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I still think it's very funny. I don't know if it's intentional humor or unintentional humor, but yeah, it's hard. It's, yeah. it's hard to know. Yeah, it yeah. really, it really uh, crosses a point of uh, where it's strange. I mean, can we talk about Mike for a second? So, what does Mike want from this relationship? Is he looking for a friend or is he looking for a gentleman lover? I think he's looking for a friend. He's just being awkward about it. Okay. Um, but you think the episode is not implying that he's looking for a gentleman lover? I don't think it quite goes there. Okay. I, I think it's just meant to be like. And I don't, I'm not a, even saying like a in, a, in a sexual way necessarily. It could almost be just like a romantic way. Yeah. I think it's more man crushy. Like uh, he wants a man to hold and to hug. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. He wants. But then, but then the weird thing is when he throws in that line, like we're going to get fucked up. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. my favorite line of the episode because it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> but like that lends itself to like he's he's looking for a buddy, not a yeah, I mean, yeah. He wants or to like go just, out and have a good time. Yeah, he. I mean, he really is by the end of this this episode. He's literally just playing his brother. He's playing Chris Farley. Yeah. Now I don't. I'm not yeah. familiar with Kevin Farley's work. Is that what he always did? Is it like a Belushi situation? I I don't know Kevin Farley's work at all. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I know, uh, I know a little bit of Chris Farley's work. I'm not a big SNL person, but I'm sure you know a lot of us of Chris Farley's work. You know his movies. I'm sure you saw the movies. Yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, I've seen a couple of his movies. I know, you know, a couple of his main sketches. Yeah, I know he likes to fall through tables and stuff. <laughs> yeah, stuff of that sort. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So before uh, before the show quite gets underway, uh, Jean comes in and she makes a whole scene. She's siding over to Susie about all of the, you know, the further bad things that Larry yeah. did and the, <laughs> the racist comments to hell and the further uh, gestures in the uh, toaster store and the store of the top. Like, I, I absolutely love that scene, though. I love uh, black man doing his thing. Barack Obama, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. Barack uh, Obama, Barack Obama at, at this point, by the way, is still just a, uh, is a senator. Power, yeah. yeah, but no, well, it's October. by two. Well, but they're probably filming it at the time they're filming. He's not yet running for president, but he's clearly a rising star. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's just like he has. Or, he, or when did he running. officially declare? He made it. I think it was like in December of twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen, actually. So he probably oh, had he declared will, by the time oh, of no, recording it would be, this. It would be two thousand six. I think yeah, in February would, of like two thousand seven is when he declared, wasn't it? I would say either February two thousand. I I think guess it was like December yeah. of. 2000. Okay, so he was a declared. He was an underdog to Hillary, but he was a uh, serious contender for the for the Democratic nomination at the time that uh, Leon says. Yeah, so certainly Leon is like he's all over that. Yeah, the uh, this Obama. Well, I mean, Leon's a political uh, expert. We know that. So. Yeah, well, Leon, yeah. I think uh, he uh, he has uh, his hand on the pulse of the culture. Yeah, you know, he stays. Yeah, he's aware of what's going on for sure. Yeah, he he knows this uh, this Obama yeah. guy is uh, yeah. an up and cover. Mm. Black man doing his thing. Um, <laughs> I, I do love the idea that Hal, this Tim Meadows character, who's not Tim Meadows, he's he's a school administrator of some sort, legitimately thinks is what Larry David is doing. <laughs> it's it's completely. This episode is so insane. It really is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all of a sudden, Gene's uh, dog, who uh, she has brought to the play, uh, escapes and uh, runs out into the hall in the hallway, yeah. and Nat sees it running and yells out, "It's a rat." And Mike springs into action to quickly stomp on it and murder the dog. Violently over <laughs> and over and over. It's quite gory. Very gory. Um, yeah. Lisa screams out, it's a dog. And the audience is horrified and everybody runs, which is a strange reaction. Because, like, 
well, I don't know where you have to go now. It's like if if it was if it was really a rat and running loose, that makes yeah. sense that they would flee. Now that like the it's a you dead know, dog, there's just a dead dog in the hallway. In the, in the, so in you're the saying aisle. a dead dog is actually less bad than a live rat. Not that it's less bad. It, it's like less consistent with now I'm going to run away. It's like there's nothing to run away from. Like whatever the situation was. You, you cannot sit and casually watch a middle school production of Greece where a dog homicide has just occurred. It's a crime scene. This man yeah, stomped like, an animal to death. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like it's funny. Because, Hold on like, a second. Uh, yeah. So you think that everyone's going to sit back down and just watch the show with a dead dog sitting in the aisle or a guy comes sweeping up and everyone is like just getting back in their seats. I'm not necessarily saying that. I just wouldn't necessarily expect that like everyone's going to like run like as if they're scared. Well, I, I, you're in the audience. You just saw this happen. What is What are you I, doing? I would probably that? like be like, oh, my God, and like sit down. Like maybe now. OK, like, yeah, the show is probably not going to happen now. But like I'm not going to like running for my life from the from the theater at that point. Okay. I also wouldn't run from a rat, but like if you if let's say they said like there's like some other animal running around that is scary and dangerous, then I would run. Yeah, that's fair. But once the animal's dead, if someone's like, oh, the animal's dead now, then I would stop running. Okay. All right, fair. Mike drops Larry off at home. The night uh, you know, it didn't uh it didn't work out very well. And they make some awkward small talk at the door before they finally uh shake hands and part ways. Now, what about, uh, by the way, what about the fact that Mike wanted to pick Larry up? That's not indicative to you that it was a uh, romantic intent? No, because, you know, somebody has to pick somebody up. But why? Like, why can't they? It's inefficient. Why can't they? Well, you, can, you know, it's, it's, you know, carpool, whatever. You know, <laughs> if you're going, if you, if it was a friend, you might, you would do that. So it's like, I, I don't, again, I don't think it's inconsistent with like a guy who's just like, I want to be buddies with this guy and I'm going to go pick, you know, let's, we'll go together. We'll talk in the car on the way, you know, it'll be fun. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if it's but again, at this point, he's really saying he's going for the purpose of I mean, his position to Larry is I'm going for the purpose of just a ticket because I like Greece. I'm a big fan of Greece. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. I don't know. You're not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so next morning and we have the new toaster and it makes great toast and Cheryl is fully recuperated, but it is now Larry who is sick in bed and she brings him the toast and Larry would rather try to feel her breasts than eat the toast. And Cheryl is obviously very turned off by this. What are you doing? And he uh, once again delivers the line from earlier. No good. <laughs> and we come to an end. All right. So I think, Avi, you are more high on this episode than me. But tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, it certainly sounds like that. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, yeah, you know, we, we definitely pointed out a lot of things in this episode that don't make sense. It gets a little wacky and loopy at times, but I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. And, uh, yeah, there was just like, I thought there's just like a lot of great, really great scenes. The, the, the Larry Leon energy is wonderful. Um, you know, the kind of like the coincidences and the two phone calls and that whole vibe is ridiculous, but just like worked. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say this episode is pretty, 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 pretty good. Four pretties out of five. I just thought it was really fun. So you went from three and a half last week to four this week. And um, and then two weeks before that, you had another four. So other than the one, you gave a one to the lefty call, which we both thought was pretty bad. But yeah. other than that, you you think that the show has been pretty much on fire. This episode is, you know, we have a ringer vulture dispute just like last week. So last week's episode was ranked number one ever by ringer and the fourth worst by vulture. This week's episode is ranked number five by the ringer. So one of the best and the third worst by vulture. So ringer absolutely loves it. Vulture absolutely hates it, and I don't know. I lean towards Vulture. I'm shocked to say this, but to me, it's the fourth mediocre episode in the world in in, in a row. In nothing really, nothing really does it for me. 
other, Leon's phone call with hell, the Barack Obama thing. I absolutely love that. Um, that was by far the funniest moment I thought in the episode. I, I enjoy, um, you know, Mike's turn as, as Chris Farley, I guess. But to me, I just say it's pretty, pretty good. So I say two pretties, which is now it's been two or lower for four consecutive episodes. So who would have thought wow. that a season with uh, the emergence of the introduction and emergence of Leon is, is my lowest rated season right now? Yeah, maybe you're just like uh, you're teased by the presence of Leon, mm. but like he hasn't yet been fully integrated. So it's like he's you're just like you want you you're looking ahead to season seven when Leon's yeah. going to go full time. Uh, and I think I think you're right, because like in this episode, by far, my favorite part is, is his Barack Obama thing with Tim Meadows, uh, that whole yeah. phone call. And a couple episodes ago in another bad episode with Leon, my favorite part was when he said, you know, get up all up in that ass and spray paint Larry was here. So it's <laughs> yeah. Leon is like the dynamite parts of these episodes. And I guess the other 27 minutes, I'm like, give me more Leon. That's what I really want. So, yeah. All right. So, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Season seven is going to be a lot. So maybe, maybe, maybe I'm grading on too hard a curve because I see the potential for these episodes. Yeah. But the stories are also just like completely in nothing in the story makes sense at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I could I certainly under a different set of circumstances, if I just like laughed a little bit less, I could see myself being like this episode is stupid. It doesn't make sense. Nothing you know ties together. It's all ridiculous. But if you're but laughing, like, I just yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I, I really enjoyed myself watching this one. All right. Who is your come with guy? Uh, my come with gal is uh, going to be Susie Green uh, for basically being the glue of this episode. She her uh, her knowledge of sign language ties together the whole thing without which there is no episode. So I will give a come with gal to Susie for learning learning sign language and uh, being uh, helpful and explaining. You know, she uh, she helps Larry out and she uh, she actually doesn't uh, she doesn't judge him. She's not like, oh, fuck you, Larry. You called. It. She's like, no, Larry, you did the symbol for cocksucker. I like that. She was uh, forgiving of Larry. Mm. This is the third time that you have given Come With Gal to Susie. I've only done it once. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she's, I, got, she's probably gotten some worse persons, though. So she comes. She has uh, some bold on her uh, baseball card. Yes. Now, you, though, you grade her at a very high standard, though, for worse persons. You're like, Susie has to really earn a worse person because she's like such yeah. an easy pick every week. Yeah. I th- and I, I, I think I'm going to be similar with Leon as, as Come With Guy. Mm, okay. So for me, the Come With Guy has to be Mike the Exterminator. I, I don't. I mean, he he's a total stranger who literally wants to come with Larry to a middle school yeah. production of Grease. He, he, yeah, fair. He he, uh, he fits he fits yeah. the, he fits the description very yeah, well. He can't be more of a come with guy than Mike. They started. So to me, it's him. And then as we go to the fucking asshole of the weekend, I'll lead off here because this is an unprecedented move by me. I have not done this in fifty six episodes, but the fucking asshole of the week is Mike, the exterminator. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, understand social boundaries. He invites himself to a middle school production of Greece, uh, which is the same reason he's to come with. Wait, guy. does he does he murder a dog? Yeah. Um, he, he declares his interest to get fucked up. Then he murders a dog. And then and you forgot to mention this. He says he would do it again. <laughs> him and Larry are talking at the end of the date at the front door. Uh, they're sort of making small talk like, oh, you know, that was a little bit unfortunate. And Larry's like, oh, but, you know, you thought it was a rat. And Mike's like, yeah, I would do it again. <laughs> Yeah, That's, exactly like that. Same, same run it it's back. A, it's a, I mean, this man is like a violent, insane maniac. He is the fucking asshole of the week, without a doubt. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Mike, <laughs> okay. is, Mike, Mike is the fucking asshole of the week. Um, yeah, there's really no, there's no alternative. Um, yeah, no, like Le- Larry, like I don't even think, Larry doesn't do anything in this episode that's not by accident. He's like very well-intentioned. He's like trying to help everybody in this episode. Like he apologizes immediately every time he, you know, dishonors someone in that family. He's like driving everyone all over town for interviews. He's bringing Cheryl Toast in bed. Like Larry's like a perfect gentleman in this episode. Um but yeah, um, Mike murders a dog. So, yeah. <laughs> and we do it again. Dianu, um, and but, then yeah, also the but, other stuff. He's but done. he he doesn't reach the level of Mel Brooks or Andy Portico because he's not mean spirited. He's just a mentally ill maniac. I think. <laughs> yeah, he's just right. He doesn't yeah. quite, quite have a handle. He's, he's much like Chris Farley, actually, in like so many of the Chris Farley movies, where he's actually a well-intentioned, nice guy who just uh, does very violent, bad things um, accidentally. <laughs> I'm checking, by the way, you're talking about black on the back of the baseball card. Susie Green has only been worst person once, which was in the corpse really? sniffing dog. And that was you really? voted. I voted for LD, actually, in that episode as the worst person. So she only has five total points. Well, who's, who's the total, the highest? Uh, let's get a check-in on some stats. Okay. Since that's what we're doing, and we've only uh, yeah. we, we've only been on this episode for an hour and a half. So, right, so, so the, the come with guy. So I give a half point if you pick somebody or a half point if I pick somebody because if you are the consensus of the week, then you just get one full point. There's one point available right. each week. Okay. Um, so Jeff is in the lead in the come with guy standings with seven and a half. Cheryl is second with three and a half. LD himself has three. Uh, five of those six nominations have been by you, by the way. Um, you you like uh, saying that Larry is the come with guy himself. Uh, Richard yeah. Lewis has two and a half. And then Leon and Jason Alexander. Oh, and then Susie has two. And then Leon and Jason Alexander have one and a half each. Okay, and who's who's the highest? Like, if you do like uh, come with guy plus mm. fucking asshole. Okay, so the the fucking assholes for some reason I I track it a totally different method. Oh, so that, that makes sense. Yeah. So Larry has five and a half fucking asshole points. So he has been the fuck. He's been one of us has declared him the fucking asshole eleven times. Yeah, and, uh, and out of fifty, which out is one hundred and twelve. So out of one hundred and twelve possible times, so about ten percent of the time, Larry's the fucking asshole. Yeah, and and that's with, with both of us. I think trying to biting avoid. our tongue, yeah, not wanting yeah. to select. Like him, we yeah. only do it when it's like, all right. I mean, yeah. you give us no choice, Larry. So he has five and a half plus three. He has eight and a half total points, and then uh, Jeff has seven and a half. So how many times has Jeff been the fucking asshole? Uh, Jeff has only been the fucking asshole. Um, oh, one and a half times. We, we, yeah, okay. So, so he's at seven and a half plus eight and a half. So he's nine. So he's up by, on Larry by a half a point. So it's nine yeah. to eight um, and a half. So let's share. Yeah, we should, we should, uh, we should like, uh, unify some of those stats. Um, yeah, yeah we, we also, we, we, do we don't, do we track our listener scores for the episode or just ours? No, only, only ours because the listeners came later and I, I'm mm-hmm. too much of an annoying completist, right? Right. So if you don't have the data for certain episodes, the whole thing's yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. So if, the, okay. if, if we had been doing it from the beginning, which I know is a very stupid way to live life, but Cheryl has a total of six points, by the way. Okay. Yeah, but she's, uh, she's unfortunately uh, running out of rope. Yes, she is. Um, all right. So let's talk about celebrity cameos for a second. So Tim Meadows really never did anything after SNL um, other than The Ladies' Man, which is a movie based on an SNL sketch, which no one other than me and my brother watched. Did you ever watch The Ladies' Man? No. Do, do you remember? Oh, no. you said you're not an SNL person. So do you remember yeah, the sketch so I, with the Kravasi? I've, I've seen how it. How yeah. was, was his wang, you know, that whole thing? Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I, I'm like yeah. vaguely familiar with it. Yeah. I, I also think I think he's in a lot of the Adam Sandler movies now because he's managed to stay friends with Adam Sandler, which is a good career move. Yeah, if you if given the opportunity, uh, try to hit your wagon to Adam Sandler because yeah. he makes a shitload of money to yeah. just pump out garbage. And, and is extremely loyal to his friends, though. Yeah, right. You, yeah, you're, you're guaranteed everybody to, to say, Everybody seems to say he's a great guy. So, yeah, seems like it. His reputation seems, uh, yeah, pretty, 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 pretty good. All right. So is it time for us to go to the postman? 
Uh, sure. Postman! Postman, come here! Tell the neighborhood! And I'm very excited because the postman's been bringing some fire lately. Yeah. All kinds of new letters letters coming in. Yeah. So this week, uh, this week we have four. Um, the first up is Jim Crumley, who says a good episode with the titular rat dog being the highlight. Three point five pretties for me. Mike, the exterminator, is so desperate to go anywhere that he clearly has to be the come with guy. Yeah, it was a tough choice, but I'm going with Cheryl as the asshole. She's just so whiny. Yeah. And, and again, just w- and when you compare her, her medical situation to Larry's and how Larry's treating her versus how she treated him. It's uh, yeah. Cheryl, I think the writing's on the wall that this relationship is not going to last long. Yeah. Um, I actually, uh, I emailed the, uh, I got the email for the, uh, masseuse, the woman who played the masseuse, uh, Lisa, the masseuse, uh, her, and I, uh, yeah, I emailed her and asked her to come on for this episode, but she did not. No. Oh, so then why are you mentioning from t I tried to play the t card oh. and, uh, that didn't work. Okay. Oh, well. Should we, should uh, we next, list everyone else we did not get as a guest for this episode? Oh yeah, we, oh, there's a lot of people that we that we did not get. Yeah, um, yeah, we didn't get Kevin Farley, Larry David. Um, we didn't get Chris Farley either. Actually, oh, to be fair, we didn't ask. We didn't ask Larry David. Yeah, uh, but or, we or asked Chris Kev- Farley. We asked Kevin Farley, and we, we asked uh, oh, we asked okay. Lisa the masseuse, and uh, the neither of them responded. Mm. So fair enough. Uh, they're they're the ones who missed out. Well, the, the the more annoying is all the people who are responding to you and saying, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it." And then when we try and mail down, nail down the particulars, they sort of yeah, that's that was a little yeah. bit frustrating. But um, maybe that you know, maybe we'll still I'll, I'll follow up with them. That, that, th- those are the those are the uh, guests who give us seven pumps and then say uh, no more pumps for you. Exactly. Yeah, and this person like they like immediately responded to me like, "Oh, that sounds oh yeah." Great. One person in particular, yeah, was yeah. very hyped up. Yeah, and then I was like, "Awesome!" Like, why do you come on for one of these three episodes? And then I haven't heard yeah. from them. And yeah, whatever. A lot of, so a lot of people deal with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fair enough. But like, yeah, I just like just just, just yeah. say, oh, sorry, I can't make it. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll know. But mm. whatever. It's fine. Um, yeah. So uh, William Blake writes in. He says, hey, Alex and Av, my name is Will and only women can flip me. He gives uh, one pretty from Larry for the happy ending. Come with guy. He gives it to Leon, a very solid Leon episode. Fucking asshole goes to Mike, the exterminator. He went a bit overboard a bit. A bit. Uh, <laughs> just a bit. Now, Jim, uh, Jim, Jim did not have the dog murderer as the worst person. Was that just because he had already given him the first and didn't want to do both the way that I Yeah, did? maybe he didn't know if he was eligible, yeah. Jim's more of a um, purist with the rules. Yeah. Um, as a man with a rat terrier, it sickens me to know there are <laughs> men like this in the world. Uh, 3.5, pretty easy out of 5. Wait, hold on. So, but... But but then he said he said that he only went slightly overboard. So there's a little yeah. bit of inconsistency in your email there, Will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Will, please, uh, please follow up and clarify. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach Brooks writes in. He says, I love Leon so much. Is there any more frustrating appliance than a toaster? Very slow and inconsistent. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, we haven't made Wait, enough progress. Are toasters inconsistent? I feel like once you get the setting you want. You can sort of consistently. No, I feel like they're it. still like. First of all, it's like there's always like there's like moving parts inside, and like they break a lot. I mean, and, I don't, I've never had a toaster break at all. My well, to my, to my point, I you know as I said earlier, every yeah. single week somebody burns something in there, so it's like I think it's they're just like okay. hard. They're on, they are unpredictable. Now, what kind of toaster do you have in your house? Do you have like one with the slots and you pull shit down, or do you have the thing that looks like a tiny oven, basically? No, I have like a toaster oven in my house, but in my but, office we have the one where you no. put the, where you put it in, yeah. it goes down. Yeah, mine looks like a tiny oven, and we. Well, actually, when we got married, we bought a new one because it cost like 30 bucks. And we're like, you know what? I've had the same thing since I was like in college and it's like 15 years later and it's, you know, disgusting. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree. To- I think toaster oven is much better than. But they the last forever. Yeah, because I think yeah. you're right. The toaster is more moving parts and springs. Yeah, and yeah that has more chance. Yeah. To and uh, the toaster oven, you could like you just get, you know, the, te- the, the time you like and uh, yeah. the, the burntness that you like, the, you know, the, the darkness level. And you could yeah. really uh, make it a science. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, he says, um, so many parts of this episode are nonsensical, but it's really iconic for me still. Nobody would think Larry is doing the cocksucker side of that situation, but also nobody would dry their hands like that. The phone mix-up is great. But <laughs> can anyone we, can we discuss would... that? If you yeah. have something on your hand, a piece of mud or dirt, it's one thing. But in the yeah. drawing process, why are you like jerking off your finger from the top? It's yeah. Very... Oh, and I, by the way, I looked it up. That really is the symbol for a cocksucker. Yeah, I want to know the like the order of the storyline. Like, how did the story come together on this episode? Like, did, before they started writing this episode, I, did Larry know how to say cocksucker? Yeah, I, I I say yes. I say like he saw the the symbol for cocksucker. Somebody told it to oh, him. And like, oh, and, like I that was get the that He's like he built an episode around that. Like, oh, oh, so oh like, that's the centerpiece of the whole episode. You're saying that's what I say. Yeah, or at least that element of it. Okay. Like he's oh, I'm gonna put that. I mean, the, I'm gonna use the, that. the rat dog is clearly the centerpiece of that element. Like, yeah, 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 fair Larry enough. Yeah, those no, dogs I, look like rats. And I say he found out the symbol for cocksucker, and he like built that story that part of the story around it yeah i'm appreciating now actually how you know because i i make fun of episodes where the, the story makes no sense but like it's actually a very difficult skill like coming up with the oh comedic, yes. yeah coming <laughs> up with a comedic bit about a rat dog and a comedic bit about like the the cocksucker sign in sign language that's you know that's impressive enough but there's a lot of comedians who can do that but then to come up with a storyline and a narrative and a through line in a sitcom it, it is a very difficult thing to do actually so your so. your take is that writing a successful yeah. comedy is not yeah well no, no well, but that's obvious but I, I guess i'm just saying I, I specifically this type of like when, interconnectivity when, when or... i give an episode like two two pretties it's relative to curb i'm not saying like oh it sucked you know like right yeah, Agreed. yeah still, I hear the, the worst episode of curb i would still watch if it was on tv over Almost anything like not like a live NFL game and like, a you know, a playoff game and a few other sports. But like, I can't think of a TV show that I wouldn't watch an episode of Curb over. Like, there's very few. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking. We're, we're talking. We're always talking about stuff that's uh, yeah. making us laugh somewhat. Yeah. Uh, he also says the phone mix up is great, but anyone who could hear worth a damn would realize they're not yeah. talking to Leon and Larry or situation. Yeah. But man, this episode had me cracking up. And uh, just like me, he gives it four pretties out of five. Zach's, Zach has a little bit of great inflation. He's and again, not that not to criticize. He likes the, an amazing show, and he as well he should. But I feel like Zach mostly gives three and a half and fours and fives. Yeah, I think yeah. Zach seems to be of the school of thought. If like I like if I laughed a lot, then who cares if it did all work? Like that means it worked. Like it got yeah. me where I wanted to get. Yeah, I mean, um, I, to me, I'm looking at my my rankings, and so far the worst episode to me is uh, the Korean bookie. But I remember like many many things that I laughed over that episode for. Yeah. So like th- this show is. So much I would I would say thus far, and you know, this may be some worse episodes to come in later seasons. The the floor of the show is higher than like the floor of Seinfeld. There's a couple episodes of Seinfeld which I will still watch, but like I would watch the Korean bookie a hundred times out of a hundred if it was between that and like a really bad episode of Seinfeld. Like, yeah, I, I would episode. say yes. The, the floor of Seinfeld is really bad. Yeah. And again, still um, not bad, it's still amazing, but the floor of uh, I wouldn't even mu- say that. I th- I think there are episodes of like some of the real some of like the like the bottom five to ten like episodes. The dog or whatever. Yeah, some of them are really are not good. Even, and like even the, the Seinfeld out, yeah. But, like the season ones are really not good. Even some Robin's of the season two. something something incredible. Once once it crosses a certain point, every episode is at least like this is fine. Yeah. And then and the and the like the replacement level for Seinfeld I think is much higher than the replacement level for Curb. Mm. Now that yes, I think you're right. Yes, you're right. So that's interesting. So Seinfeld has lower lows, but higher highs, but a higher average also. Yes, I think so. Yeah, the high, the, the highs for sure. The best episodes of the Seinfeld destroyed yeah, the best sure, episodes. Of the I'm curve, not right? sure I agree with that. I think the best episodes of Curb. I, I mean, 
I mean, yeah. there might be a hit. There might be yeah. a handful of carp episodes that are as, as good as the best episodes. Of the episodes are, are just like, a but there's puzzle. many more great episodes. Like you could go like 30, 40, 50 deep with Seinfeld and you're still like, that, th- those sure. are like awesome TV episodes. Yeah. You know, but I'm, I'm just trying to think like how I sort of relatively appreciate Curb and Seinfeld. Like if I can only take one of them with me, it's almost like, do I almost say, well, I would take Curb because Seinfeld, I've seen every episode so many times that I can learn more. Like if I was literally going on, a, on an island and this island apparently could play DVDs, but only have one television show. <laughs> They have I a DVD it, player. For yes. Yes. Uh, with lots of batteries. Cause I guess, but, but Can't we got like a streaming service. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have a DVD. <laughs> I think I would take, I think I would take Curb over Seinfeld because I've seen all the Seinfeld so much. I can almost just watch the Seinfeld episodes in my head. Yeah. Right? Some of them. Whereas, whereas Curb, there's so much more, like I haven't seen some of these episodes. I've probably only seen three times total. And I'm saying two before this current rewatch. Yeah, we once did a thing. Um, I think it was me, AB, and Harold. I wonder if we there's were, an episode I've only seen once before this rewatch. We like we were we like went to the beach and we were just like all laying on the beach and like AB just like read the the screenplay for an episode of Seinfeld aloud as we were stars. just laying there and yeah. it was so fun. It was yeah. well, awesome. It was the yeah. episode with Darren the intern and the uh, yeah. like the and one day and one day with his yeah. with Darren's like, look at that chicken. Yeah, <laughs> it was so fun. We were just Wait, like, did he read all of it or like he read different like the parts? He read the whole okay. script from did the voices the like Jared Jerome on side. On... Um, I don't think so. I, but you know, we we okay. all do it well enough. Was that, this like, before or after Harold's? Engagement uh, at bachelor party. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Because one probably could, before, ma- so that probably one before, yeah. Because Harold, Harold will probably would have been on that type of a. Uh, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe. But I, what, what I'm saying is, was this like, well, we've done something like this before, or was you know this what? Like, it might, it might have been that that was like the test case for like we could do an episode work. of Seinfeld, yeah. And then we did the chicken roaster for Harold's. Uh, this wedding. is a show. This is a bachelor party. This is a party. Yeah. What's it was so party? fun. It was such a fun. It was such a fun thing to do. Why am I? Why am I? Play, why am I participating? I'll say this: Jared Jerome is a much better George than me. It's too bad that he wasn't invited. Mm, yeah. Did Jared know Harold? I don't think so. Um, he know. I think he knew him, but like, uh, he not enough that he was mm, like uh, part yeah. of his like wedding party. All right. So uh, let's go back to the rat dog. Let's go back to the mailbag. Yeah. Okay. We have one more email from Omelin Allen. He says, "As a happy, proud dog owner, celebrating two years with our little mutt. This is an episode where the tragedy was stronger than the comedy for me. Mm. Just felt so sorry for Gene. Up to that episode was Hold okay. On. Uh, can I interrupt, Olin? You're Irish, obviously. What, what's the comedy to drama ratio in your opinion for My Left Foot? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Please, please let us know that. that, and then let us know the, also the the ratio for this episode because you said it's more tragedy than comedy. But is it is it a sixty forty? Is it a seventy thirty? Like, what's the breakdown for you? Yeah. So once again, um, Olin is my ops. We're very much on opposite ends. Um, he, me being you know anti dog, he's very pro dog. So as a result, it seems we see the episode differently. Um, yeah. So he says up to that, the episode was okay, but didn't feel it was a strong one, independent of the dog extermination. Was expecting more to come from the father's happy ending, but I may be thinking ahead of other episodes. And he gives it a 1.5 pretty, which is, I think, very low for Olin. He's usually yeah. uh, more on the higher side as well. Uh, come with Gal, he gives it to Gene, was constantly getting shit off Larry and co, but seemed kind of kind and understandable until it became too much. And the fucking asshole of the week, uh, no surprise, the exterminator, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy who murders another living creature. Ah, no, not the only guy. Larry also does, but, uh, you know. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Spiders versus dogs. Yeah, you use yeah. your definition. Yeah, and not, just, not even just, like, the quality of the animal. One is, like, a person's pet. But, but uh, I mean, which, I, I don't want to discuss it too much because it's really revolting to think about. But, like, yeah. the actual performance that – the actual thing Mike did – Actually, would be so horrifying beyond belief. <laughs> yes, yes. I, but again, I'm if he's in the theater, sits back down and says, "Well, there might be a slight delay, but I'm ready to watch the show." That's not what I said. That's not what I said. <laughs> roll back the tape. Roll back the tape. That's not what I said. I said I wouldn't run from fear from the auditorium at that point. Yeah, I think I would. 
uncomfortably trying to get in on a school showing of Greece and just being horrifically incompetent of identifying what a rat actually is. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. An exterminator should know the difference between a rat and a dog. <laughs> right. Like this is your this is like literally your like you this yeah. is like you had one job is <laughs> to to murder not not the dog and only if it's like a rodent or I mean, something. He, to be to be clear, his professional job is the extermination of living creatures. So Olin, yeah, he, to, yeah, he's like a kill first, ask questions later yeah. type of exterminator. <laughs> yeah. But you know oh, what? Wait, if, how many kids? If it's my house, have? I can kind of get on board with that. How many kids did you have when I came in? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I killed really Junior dark. over there, yeah. but you know. <laughs> but I, but I got the I got the uh, the uh, bed bugs also. So it's a win. It's a win lose. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm definitely less okay with the murder of humans. <laughs> the dogs aren't. That's your hot take. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so next week we have the TiVo guy. Larry snubs a frightened Cheryl's phone call in favor of the TiVo repairman. Yeah, uh, she will walk out on him, and their friends will have to decide which of the pair to stay true to. Tivo guys, a great episode. I love. Let me look at the uh, the ratings up ahead. Um, we have hmm, the ratings are actually quite quite poor. Interesting. It's, really, it's a, it's a reverse. Ringer has it as the tenth worst episode ever, and Vulture has it in the top fifteen. Really? So it's a reversal of the last two episodes, and I wonder if that means that I, who the four episodes in a row I've thought have been two pretties or less. Maybe I next week think that next week's episode will be. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm going to be very pro the TiVo guy, but maybe I'm wrong.